we're, we're back. Darker than divier than ever. And aliens in three years. I thought it was strange that we started recording this in 2017 and finalized recording it in 2020. I think we made it seem like we did it all in 2020. We were talk we were talking with our future accents at the time. And we knew that MinMax was going to happen. We had Infighter, Insider Info. Yeah. That th- this was going right. to be a thing. Insider Info we're... being Bob's Time Machine. That's correct. Um, it's a hot tub. Uh, it's also a time machine. Come I... No one's allowed in it. <laughs> it's too hot. You know? I, I usually just uh, end up making a stew in it. I toss some carrots in there. Is that Which is, is why it takes. took you so long to figure out it was a time machine because you never I went just, in it. You're just cooking. I kept it. sending my carrots back in time, and I couldn't figure out why they weren't done. <laughs> uh, but we have individually lists of our five favorite areas in Dark Souls Two, and our five least favorite areas in Dark Souls Two, and. Uh, Hey, we're gonna run through. We're gonna discuss them. We're gonna uh, we're gonna shine a light on the best and worst uh, locales in Dark Souls too, because I think there are some really good of both. Um, so how about uh, putting somebody how, on the spot we, here? How do we feel about ending on a positive note? Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think. And Adam, idea. since you since you spoke. It is now your duty to start. He volunteered himself as tribute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Give us your first hate. What's your first uh, hated locale? I'm rubbing my hands together in anticipation for the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Number one. I have the pit slash grave of saints. Mm. Uh, By the way, this is going to be in ascending order of uh, the dislike meter. So, so this, this is, is your lowest? fifth. Yes, this is my fifth. This is Least not getting hated. a Olympic medal uh, for uh, hates. It's just uh, out of medal yeah, range. Yeah, it, okay. was, it, it tried. But, you know. <laughs> At <laughs> least it tried. Yeah. So uh, a big part of what creates disdain for me in uh, areas in the Souls games is like not exactly like it's not always like insane difficulty it's more uh you know boredom where i feel like there isn't much to an area if i if i feel like i can go through it very quickly without a desire to hang around or explore Hmm. then i you know develop a a pretty significant dislike for it that's and uh the pit and grave of saints wall i liked the boss role right vanguard more than i think a lot of other people I think it's uh, fun. I think it's a bad boss fight, but I think the the act of of smashing all those rats is kind of fun. Um, But uh, as an area to go through, it kind of sucks. Um, It is basically just like a pathway to uh, a worse area that we'll get to eventually. Um, (laughs) And the only, you know, upside to, I think that is, uh, I think it's fun when you finally figure out how to drop down there. Whether or not you decide to get a ladder or use a silver cat ring and drop down. Um, I think the enemies down there are boring. Uh, I think having like that opening to, hey, uh, guess what? Like, these doors of Pharaohs, not all of them are good. (laughs) Hee hee hee. Like, 
I thought that sucked on my first playthrough. I, you know, all the traps down there. I didn't touch a single one on this playthrough because I was like, no, fuck it. I'm not wasting my time on this crap. Like, I'm just going to go smash a bunch of rats and I'm going to go down to uh, the gutter. And that's why I put this uh, area on my list because I think it's boring and I think it sucks. And there's no reason to go back in my mind. Uh, that is also on mine. Ooh, okay. Uh, for basically the same reasons uh like the, there's a novelty to seeing the pit uh and i think the pit is definitely the better of um what you explore in there it's interesting but beyond that it's pretty one note in its enemy types it's just a bunch of rats um the bosses aren't great uh, they're not that fun to engage with or like was it so it's the authority that's in no 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 uh so or is it vanguard vanguard is, was, so vanguard is the multiple them. ones yeah authority okay. is 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 big the big uh, one. ugly sith that's right <laughs> i always flip those two but yeah. yeah so the the vanguard uh it's just obnoxious and having to wade through and wait until one not like essentially nondescript until you notice that it's like the one with a mohawk yeah um it's uh it's a if you actually fight. like look up to see where he drops from you can actually see him uh dismounting his motorcycle and removing his leather jacket before he drops down <laughs> is he pretty... riding to hell yeah mm-hmm. and he sees wow. you and he, and he says hold up one Wait, sec i Let take go help back my boys said brap 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 I gotta come back with my crew. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that also let me, let me point out, like I, I I did take the liberty of combining because they are. I, I think we we call areas areas by like when we actually see like the title, the title pop yeah. up, um, and the little I thought, I thought, yeah, I effect. thought the pit and grave of saints uh, could be smushed together as one because they're they're short enough and like I said, what it goes to my point, like there's nothing to do here. Uh, but they're yeah. right next to each other, and they're practically the same area in my head. Grave of Saints is is very small, and the pit is almost doesn't really count. So yeah, I've, I I kind of count the pit, the the path leading down to it, and then Grave of Saints. Mainly Grave of Saints is what I feel like deserves the emphasis for yeah. uh, not or for being at least on this list, and it's not high for me. I don't hate the area. I think the concept of the trap walls is funny. Uh, I know that it's not as um like that bob hates it <laughs> um I, I i i have an appreciation for the game kind of trolling you in that way um but that doesn't make it a good area it's still pretty shitty okay. yeah I, it did not make my list but uh, uh i i i i understand the argument and yeah grave of saints for for kind of nothing to do there's no secrets there's no oh here's an item that's on a really high ledge i wonder how you're gonna you know dance around the map to eventually get to it it's like no you just walk through there's a couple things there's a couple things you know what a boss i do have and to give leave. it points because because red iron twin blade uh that's one of my favorite weapons that is mm. where you get it right that's that's that remember. drop hold up mm. now i have to make sure because i don't want to be giving oh, this boy. area credit give it nothing no ground um well while you're looking that up uh i i think yeah like like you said there's no real nothing real 
secret about it. I think the only secret it has is that you don't want to spend any door of Pharaoh's or like Pharaoh's lockstones. Mm. That's the only secret it has is don't spend shit there. All right, I was wrong. Never mind. Yeah, Grievous wow. sucks. It gets nothing. Hold up. The wow. twin blade is the twin blade in there. Regardless, uh, Grievous Saint sucks. Red Iron Twin Blade rocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one's arguing that. Uh, uh, then, uh, Mr. Rook, uh, what's one on your uh, hated list here? So, this one is probably my least hated, or like my least, it's not. It's my least of the least favorites. Like Adam was saying, it's kind of his lowest on the ascending and grave of saints is a little bit higher up there for me. Uh, just in like, it's one of those I feel like really drags down the variety, but this one is both a love and hate. Um, Brightstone Cove, Seldora. Ooh. I think mainly uh, it's the lower area with uh, it's basically like, oops, all spiders. <laughs> Uh, it's basically from the uh, from that profane uh, the clerics boss fight, like one of the worst boss fights in the game, mm-hmm. or our worst boss fight uh, that we have on our list. Probably Magus and uh, probably Magus. That's right. That's right. Obvious. See, there's such a forgettable forget? fight. <laughs> uh, everything from them on is just it's pain it's evil pain uh the the casters that you have to deal with they're sniping you from all around yeah. it's cool it's a it's a fun like challenge but combined with it, it's it's part of why i love it is like you're constantly in a sense of dread while you're there because around every corner and every shadow and nook and cranny is a spider waiting to jump on you and kill you now they're not that tough of an enemy on their own but they swarm you and like especially once you get past that wooden plank bridge uh, of all the spikes off the side and then open up that main door and you just see like 15 spiders hanging up mm-hmm. yeah. it's oh it's evil and then like this most recent time when i was streaming it and then uh, i open that door before i call it and jess comes to give me a kiss on the head and like legitimately spooks me (laughs) (laughs) i was like you picked the absolute worst time like i love it for that and also like it like i don't have arachnophobia like i used to but it is such a, a disconcerting area and it's so easy to get lost there uh, it's mm. made infinitely easier if you have a torch um, because yeah, the spiders hate the fire. Um, and it has one of the cool, like it ends up with one of the cooler boss fights. I think Duke's Dear Frey rules, but yeah, it's, it's mainly on this list because of like how many spiders are there and just how malevolent and sinister that area is with all of its spiders. So it didn't get on my list, but if it had it wouldn't have been for that reason it would have just been for the design of the level i like and maybe i'm just missing something really big but i feel like i mean you can't uh like if you there's like dead end areas in that Mm -hmm. 
And that always really frustrates me. Like you have to go, you have to pick one of the two bonfires if you want to get to get to one side of the town. And I don't like, I don't get why they would design it like that. I don't know why they wouldn't make it a, like a full circle with shortcuts and stuff. Like if you, if you progress one way, you can't like get back up high lumped off. Yeah. And I, and that was the most frustrating thing for me when I'm trying Uh to get everything in that area and then having to reset again and again and again, and Uh then having to go to the lower, the lower bonfire that you want to go to where you go see, uh, uh, Smith artifacts. Yeah. That's not even the one you want to go to. And if you want to progress to, to Freya, you have to go yeah, to the other one. And exactly. Then like, and that frustrated me to no end. Like every time I've played the game. Yeah. And I just don't understand why they made it like that. Especially since you can see where you need yes. to go. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. between the giant sand pit in the ground and just like broken staircases and stuff like, you know, where you're supposed to go. And the first time through, like, I I even had it with this playthrough, which is my second playthrough. I was like, wait, I know I was just over there. Mm -hmm. And wait, there's this doorway and there's a, no, that's a dead end. Or this leads to where the, you know, uh, Orifix is. And, oh, like, I know, I I know there is a way because that's how these games are designed, right? There's, There's always a way there. And then this is one of the few examples where there's just not. Well, and, and it's, it's weird because it the super frustrating. Like the later bonfire, like the second bonfire you go to the area, you would think, okay, yeah, if I want to go to the boss, this is the bonfire I want to spawn at. This, this is the closest one. Point. Well, yeah. okay, yeah. well, nope, never mind. I have to go back to this bonfire yeah. and then take the other path. I, I mean, I know this is exactly what I just said like two minutes ago, but it it it's still baffling to me that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that, exactly what I mean by and, how easy it yeah. is to get lost here. It's just because like those dead ends and like how counterintuitive the the layout is in trying to to encourage you to progress forward, uh, and it takes like remembering okay, this turn here leads to this crevice here, which leads to this rope slide down here, which leads to this here, and this this little apartment over here has a a path you can go down, and then yeah, it's just remembering a series of contingencies on your path that you can get to your boss which if you struggle on that boss is going to take a long time going through because also with um, trying to run to the boss, like you either have to have your torch out because there's that path you need to take. Once you get into that, like essentially cathedral past the mm. spike bridge um, yeah, I don't know that what, you what can't that just, huh? I don't know what that is on the ground that they're mining. It's just a bunch of sharp. <laughs> they're mining stones. pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're stockpiling and, it for the area around you. <laughs> and maybe I was just playing like a, a a stockier build or whatever, but like you could just walk on them. Oh yeah, it, it doesn't barely do any does damage. any damage. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't hurt, which is at even all. worse because it's like you see all these spikes on the ground. It's like, oh, that's kind of a cool like thing. You can't go for these enemies because you know it's something different. It's a different environment. It's a different uh, uh, obstacle. But then there's no, there's not, there's just go, just go hit them all you want uh it's it's very bizarre yeah and then you can't like you can't book it past those spiders as easily that drop down in there because at that ladder there's another like spider man that blocks your path oh, yeah. so you have to like open that bait door. him out mm-hmm. you have to like yeah. bait him out a little bit and I think then if you open the other one there's it. like an invader yep there is <laughs> yep 
yeah it's just it's it, i i enjoy a lot of components of it but i think it it has enough against it that drags it down for me uh, all that I being agree. said there is a door that you can't open unless you smash it down and then a bunch of sand flies out hilariously and knocks you down so 10 out of 10 oh yeah <laughs> wood explore again yeah yeah uh, yeah, I no, have that, a lot that, of that genuinely makes me laugh it, every time. Oh, totally. <laughs> I have fun exploring that area, but it like it is also outweighed by how much I don't like exploring. Yeah. <laughs> and and right. honestly, that bonfire thing is like 100% the reason I have not uh-huh. gotten every item in that area yep. because like if I I cuz I I'm like, "Well, okay, do I need to go this way?" Okay, well, nope, I have to start all over again, and I had to do that so many times. I said Yep. I said, screw it. Like, I'm not, it's just I'm not, not worth it. Again. Uh, and we also have a comment from Daniel Dwiggins. Uh, a very specific moment in Brightstone Cove. So uh, he says, one of my favorite and most ridiculous things about this game is how you can get the pickaxe in Brightstone Cove, Seodora. Uh, uh, at the Royal Army campsite, you can find a few pigs that you can kill fairly easily at this point for easy souls. But if you lead one of them all the way down through the camp, then through the Prowling Magus boss room, then all the way down through the village and across the wooden bridge over the spikes, there is a patch of mushrooms in the cathedral the pig will dig up, revealing the pickaxe. What makes it even better is that the pickaxe is a pretty awful weapon that hardly anyone would want to use this far into their playthrough. So all that work is basically for nothing but kicks and giggles in the end. I'm glad you all gave me a reason to play my favorite Souls game again. I love it. I love that shit so much. That I never knew that. I, I honestly I didn't, didn't either. I love that so much. <laughs> I, I, I needed to uh I needed to mention that uh at this point. You know, That's right pretty... now in the moment where we're talking about Brightstone Theodora. Oh. Um because that is something super cool and so out there. That is so from software for them to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's bizarre. And totally in tone and keeping with the rest of these games yeah seriously (laughs) go through this crazy map and you'll get a weapon that you don't even want congratulations (laughs) you did it (laughs) uh i'm gonna throw out mine my most favorite of the least favorite um harvest valley uh Harvest Valley, and I, uh, my favorite kind of salad dressing from Harvest Valley. Um, and I want to make a distinction, not Earthen Peak. I like Earthen Peak a lot, Harvest Valley specifically. Uh, just because they make it extremely unwelcoming for you to be there, but not in a necessarily gameplay challenging way. Uh, they just have those poison mist clouds and poison puddles everywhere where it's just enough of a detriment where it's like, I don't really want to explore because if I go in these underground caves with poison gas everywhere, yeah, it's going to slowly hurt me, but it's also more just obstructing my vision. Um, and th- there's one point, I believe with an earlier bonfire that you literally can't pass until you, have to go you through poison you have to walk bonfire. through poison to get to the bonfire and then the next bonfire you find is surrounded by vases and and urns that are all filled with poison uh i, I think at least um and it's it just like it i think it sticks in my craw just like 
um i had on my list of hates like general frustrations about the game like it's i want to like that area especially when you find that center room where all the little uh skitter bugs of gems go running off in different areas Mm -hmm. if you make the left there like it's a little mining camp and like it's it's a it's a kind of interesting area and like you know to the right is the walk up to earthen peak uh which which i i really do like um and like I want to find it interesting, but there's nothing around there that tells me like, Oh, explore it. it it's, it's doing the opposite of that. It's, it's, there's, it's putting enough annoyances in my way. Like there's just enough mosquitoes where I want to go back inside. I don't want to be out here in nature anymore. I'd rather just go inside. <laughs> did you um, find uh, the Sunbro covenant there? I did. Yeah. Uh, did you that's find one of the, there's like areas where like you can only get through there if you let the big like I don't know what to call them like the the where the guys ride the bigger guys like you have to have them attack certain master walls blaster to, pro- master bl- <laughs> to progress <laughs> uh, that I didn't know I didn't know they could break the walls no uh, that's I know they're just hanging match, out right? there but yeah uh, but yeah they're they're like. Again, they're like, all right, why am I going to go down to the poison to fight them? It's not like they're especially an interesting fight or especially a difficult fight. Like, And they don't really give enough souls where it's like, I need to go out of my way to fight them. They're just like hanging out there. I think I fought one and got poisoned and was like, well, this kind of sucks. And I just left <laughs> and then advanced forward. Um, so One of the paths has like 10 executioners. <laughs> Yeah, oh, those uh, those like big guys with like the uh, uh-huh. the size There's one and, like, like, like one yeah, they all ticket. like yeah, and you just basically <laughs> have so to just run a circle around them. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I I I think I'm more annoyed at it because like I don't outright hate it. There's nothing in there that just flat out says like I hate this, but I I kind of want to like it because it was an interesting locale. But then it just had enough annoyances where I'm like ah, I'm probably not going to go back here. Oh, and totally. honestly other than getting to you know the boss fight um and and getting toward getting closer to earth and peak uh and i think a little side stuff with uh the one npc whose name is escaping my Clan, mind right now with the cool hat um no who's the main uh gavlin no not my man gavlin he does <laughs> appear there wait he is, does he Yep. That's are, you, how are you talking about the girl, the the, the daughter of uh, uh Lucatiel is who I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, okay. Well, Chloe is. I, the, I guess the... I considered her technically in Earth and Peak, but it's... I guess I guess you're technically in heart. Like you you find her inside. Yeah that that's the tricky part of. But it's before. Like, I yeah, don't know. you can get there but before, it's before you the boss fight. Yeah. So yeah, because you, you um, can can't you summon her for uh, Covetous Demon? I believe I could, so i could have sworn you could because i thought i did yeah i think the timing kind of works out where like you can yeah you can get her and then she follows you up the stairs basically mm. um but yeah like there, there's enough saving graces where i wanted to like it and then just nah it, it's it's more disappointing than anything but that's my number five Word. is it my turn yes sir uh yeah well Fellows. As I loudly scratch this off my list. Wait, I'm going to do like an <laughs> ASMR thing. We have... There we go. Coming up next. Strike it. The Doors Strike. of Pharos. 
Oh yeah, that's on mine. I knew it was gonna come up. That's on my list. Uh huh. Um, Go on, only... sir. Preach. Uh, one good thing about this area. Uh, one more boy. than I found. Their boy Gavlon. Oh, uh, that's true. Gavlon that's is much the it. man. Um, that's why it's not number one. Similar to the Grave of Saints, I'm like, uh, f this noise. I'm not using my my blocks on. I'm not using my ferrous lock stones on any of these like holes in the floor or walls. I'm only using it on like I think there's one I think you need to use really to get to rural rat authority. And that's it. Um There might be like another it's, it's two just a that you need area. to use to open a previous door. There might be yeah, it's yeah. There, there are to get to the bonfire, I think there maybe won't be one. Oh, maybe that's one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um But it's just a, a an area that is just another nothing area that is kind of just filled with a bad boss and like frustrations like trolls you know and and yeah. that's i mean there's not much more to it than that like that's what it is to me like there's i go there to sell stuff to gavlon and it's like another in-between area like grave of saints is but uh i don't know why why you know why i i put it above like, I put it worse than Grave of Saints is because I like the Royal Rat Vanguard boss more than Royal Rat Authority. Uh, because mm. those fucking toxic rats at the beginning of that fight <laughs> that will just ruin your day. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Honestly, I don't want to say any more about it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I've, I've, I've released all my frustrations, and I'd like to move on, unless you guys have. That's fair. Uh, just means. just slightly because it was on my list also it, oh, it's definitely tied time. in with my uh my hatred of ferris lockstones uh it's it's once again a, a, an an area that looks interesting from the outside it's like it's got all these dwarvish people on the inside and it's cool dripping with stalactites and stalagmites and what have you but then as soon as you get in yeah it's it's a disappointing boss it's just lousy i just counted by the way there's 16 pharos lockstone locations where you ah. can put your pharos lockstones in by that point you probably only have about three <laughs> maybe four if you're like real conservative, conservative with them yeah uh, and it's like uh especially for someone who likes exploring all the nooks and crannies and and going around and like, oh, all right, I'm going to find where that item is. And I'm going to find. And then j them just showing you like all these doors and being like, all right, which one of these are you going to use, dummy? Because <laughs> it might just be a stupid enemy behind it or you might get the greatest thing in the game. You don't know. We don't or know. Just hit. do whatever you want. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's so uh, frustrating in that regard. And it and. If if it led to something amazing, it maybe would have gotten a pass, but it doesn't. It leads to a very disappointing boss, and uh, and that's it. And the best, just like you said, best part about it, one man, two syllables, Gavlon. 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 He wheels. Thank, thank, he also thank Gwyn that he's like right next to the bonfire. All you have to mm -hmm. do is yeah. like fight two enemies, and then you're fine. Yeah the one kind boon they grant you is that he's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. Those Mastodon enemies are kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, thought, I think they're pretty cool. Uh, those they're are like, cool. I, they're thrown all over the place in this game. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a sucker for anything with like the elephant type face. I don't know yeah. why that's maybe it's like from an old magic, the gathering card and it's just stuck in my really brain, fox. but like, 
Uh, I love those designs. But other than that, uh, thumbs down. That's fair. Kavlan Weir. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a. I didn't have a bad experience with Doroferos this time. Uh, it's not like one of my favorites or anything, but I, I'm one of. I think we talked about it a little, little bit when you were talking about like your least favorite thing uh, or like one of your hates. But I like it. I like that conceit. I think it's a cool concept that it's just. But like, I totally see why it would piss people off and why it, it's justifiably bad t- to some. But I, I thought it was well, a cool I... like. There's this dude here. I like here. the idea. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like of like of the Ferris Oxens, but I just think that it's thrown in an underdeveloped and nothing area that's a dead end with a bad boss. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like I'm not, I'm not justifying it. I just, I, I enjoy it more than you guys did in uh, in comparison. I, I think I would have liked it more if if they had built those Ferris Lockstones. And I know you can't really do this because. Uh, the example I'm about to use is like one dedicated location, but like in the DLC, you got those smelter wedges and I think there's either 10 or 12 of them. I forget exactly. And you get them at like two or three points and there's 12 things you have to stab them into. Like, you know exactly how many there are based on how many solutions you have. Um, And so I'm kind of, I was hoping that's what the door of Pharaoh stuff was where it's like, okay, there are 15 doors here there's gotta they all right this is the conceit of this world they're just gonna scatter 15 of these things all around so and you have to find them and then you can open them but it's not it's just not that at all it just leaves you unsatisfied because you have 10 closed doors and you're not like i didn't put in the time to find what's behind them and at this point i I could care less oh for Um, sure and maybe that speaks to me but i think it speaks more to the design of the oh i don't think you guys are wrong i don't i don't think you guys are wrong at all i just i appreciate it a little bit more but i do think you're absolutely right that like the inverse design of the smelter uh rods for the broom tower that was a way better execution of that concept yeah it just felt so much more satisfying as you were doing it there was there was a a material yes yes exactly and stuff yeah totally yeah you got you got a short-term uh candy as soon as you do it and then if you do all of them you get a a bigger candy so it's Mm -hmm. like you want to keep doing it this it's the opposite you don't want to keep doing it again for me and the act itself of doing it is way more satisfying for sure yeah true they they figured out a real cool animation to turn those things Mm -hmm. to dust and like Mm -hmm. yeah it's good all right uh but moving on mr rook what do you got so I think the Harvest Valley is like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of fucked up in its design and like what they're trying to do. And it seems like it's discouraging you from exploring it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's similar in the the vein to like Blight Town. And as I think it was, was it Nubby that brought it up? Like this has like five Blight Towns in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I get why people hate it. I don't, I didn't hate it as much. I thought it was, it was fun. Earthen peak is just a little bit worse to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I feel like covetous demon is a joke. I appreciate Dan perspective on him and his defense for him. 
he's only interesting once you get him to new game plus three on the bonfire aesthetic. Mm. Beyond that, he is a slug that you hit and it's the end of the fight. You gave me a lot of cool levels, but that's about the best thing I can say about him. Right. Like, <laughs> why did you use the bonfire aesthetic on him, though? Because he's ridiculously easy. Yeah. Because he gave he's me absurd. more souls and he's so easy. Yeah. The, the cost benefit analysis there is I can do this no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's the gatekeeper of that uh, into the rest of an area that, like, it felt like an attempt at Sen's Fortress light. Mm. That it's like Sen's Fortress, but a bunch of poison instead. And you, uh, and I love Sen's Fortress, but I feel like it, the boss that opens the way is bad and boring. And the boss at the end is cool, but, and it's, it is cool that it has the conceit that you can change the final arena that you have for that boss. Mm. but uh, with like taking away the poison floor. But I feel like the, the enemy placement is just bad. The, the conceit I've talked to Adam about this in the past, but how the hell would you ever consider setting the windmill on fire? Oh, you don't. It's right. it's a it's so obscure, and there's no logical reason that it should work, uh, and that like that's one of the core conceits of that area's novelty, mm-hmm. is eliminating the poison floors, and it like that's an interesting concept for sure. Similar to how you guys feel about the door of pharaohs, but I feel like. At the, it does nothing to really communicate that to you. At least with other areas in the darkness, like, okay, I know I need to use a torch here. Yeah. There's no reason why you would ever think to use a torch on that windmill and make your life that much easier. And, uh, like, it's just... It's a bunch of hidden assassin dudes. And then... I, I don't know. I just think it was... It's a, it's a poor design that is trying to ape what Sen's Fortress did to begin with. I can get that. I, I, I did. I liked it. It's not on my top five liked areas. For sure. But it's also sure. on my Haiti uh, areas. I, I think I just kind of like the novelty of the, the verticality of it. Um, I thought that was pretty well done. But you're 1000% right about the, the, the windmill conceit like that is the biggest thing in that level and it is the silliest and most obtuse part of that level also by a mile so uh i totally get why it made your list yeah that's that's my thoughts on it i like it uh all right i the headless enemies are pretty uh frustrating (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh I I will the I hated Earthen Peak uh, a lot. Ooh, uh, interesting. I previously on previous playthroughs, um, I didn't mind it this time. Uh, I think I think a lot of that and a lot of what I enjoyed more going on in this game is is that I was more familiar with it. Oh, totally. Um, but uh, 
those mannequin enemies uh just obliterate you especially when they're like ambushing you like just out of nowhere um and uh the fire you know stupid uh anyway yeah. that's all i gotta say on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah very true all right my next well i think my next most hated probably would have been dora pharos but uh next most hated shrine of amana objection <laughs> over let the man speak uh, i will i will start with this quote this from so much i know I will start oh, we'll, with this get, quote we'll get from to it daniel we'll get to it. yeah mr daniel dwiggins writes in I also just want to say the shrine. He, he, this was a whole separate comment. He left another comment, which will come up shortly. Um, but he left a completely separate one just to say Shrine of Amana is the worst area I've ever played in a video game. And it makes me want to cr- get crushed by the backside of an ogre. Uh, Kick this now- man out of the server. <laughs> now, I don't know if I would go that far. I, I think it has. its. I think it has some upsides to it. Um, but it's not really that fun, uh, especially if you're playing a certain build. Let me describe you that build. A knight who hits stuff. And there are this place is lousy with casters just throwing the most homingest of homing spells at you. Uh, it gets real tiring real fast. And then as soon as you get past a couple casters, here comes a giant knight. Here comes a big ogre troll thing. Uh, here comes those stabby clerics who who are just like kind of relentless. They're they're squishy, but they're relentless. It it uh, and it goes on for too long. I I think the run up to the boss fight from that main bonfire in Shrine of Amana is just a little too long. Uh, and it doesn't help the fact that there's like next to no cover once you're past the little shattered coliseum looking thing. And so all these uh, homing attack spells are coming right for your face. Uh, it's just it, it it didn't really sit well with me on a lot of angles. Now, now, again, granted why it wasn't on the bottom of my list. I think it's pretty. Uh, I think the design of the enemies in that area are cool. I like the little underground lizard people who are all shiny and just hang out down there. I like that stuff. But all combined, where you actually have to go through it, did not enjoy, would not go again. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. (laughs) Um, I just don't. And here's, I learned very early in my first playthrough that uh, sometimes, like, if you just don't want to get frustrated in Dark Souls 2, you just got to make sure you have your bow and your poison arrows and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how I played Dark Souls 2. Like, I knocked out a couple enemies at range and then and then advanced. Uh, and mm. that is crucial to not getting frustrated in Shrine of Amana. That doesn't mean that, like, obviously that, that means that there's possibly some design issues with with that area um but yeah i just i just wasn't as frustrated with it um i kind of knew where all the enemies were going to be um falling off the edge of the map 
uh really sucks especially like yeah like going through like a lit area like because it, it's not like it's not like you can't see anything in this area but like you have to carry a torch through it so you don't like fall off the map so you can see the edge of like the you know the water and the drop off or, or you have to have your camera angled directly yeah. at the ground and, and and even then it's a little tricky to see the difference because all the water is dark the level's kind of dark the the pit is dark like it's it's tough to see uh, and it's it's a little frustrating oh i get it I I totally see why this area is frustrating for people. I'm going to be talking about it a little later on a different list. Oh my goodness. Hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh but yeah, maybe Daniel Driggins, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know about worst area I've ever played in a video game bad. Yeah. But have you played Mega Man? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> also, I'm asking Mr. Dwiggins, have you played oh, Mega Man? And this is where it's I... way worse. <laughs> this is where we queue I over. I love those games, but they're bullshit. We're waiting for months. Yep. Daniel okay. is sending us a, a letter in the mail. This might take a while <laughs> to respond back. Uh, while Adam, we're waiting, uh, Adam, uh, please take us away now now i know we've had a couple of repeats how many is on everyone's list i've got i've only got two left two left um i have three because i think started off every round <laughs> oh yeah true okay then perfect um, and a area that i referenced earlier oh boy uh, but didn't name or maybe i did i don't remember uh <gasps> the gutter um now, now wait you must have misplaced this this is on your love list right uh incorrect bob <laughs> <laughs> i thought you love holding torches no um this is another one where uh i actually had to go back to it like really late in the game to get like a esta shard because it's very out of the way and hidden mm -hmm. and it's 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 very dumb and where it is um but this is just like an area where like I I not it's because I like exploring in in the Souls games and I like seeing what's around me, and this area makes that very difficult. You don't want to explore because you don't know, like if you can't see what's around you, you don't know, you know what's going to lead to danger. And that that it sounds like a very dumb thing to complain about in a Souls game, um, but for an area that I've played through two or three times already, to get to it again and be like. Man, like I don't think there's anything worth it in here to to explore. I just want to blaze through it. Um, the enemies I will take points away for because it's just a bunch of hollows for the most part. There are those weird dogs, but they're not plentiful enough. Oh, and the stupid mm. poison statues. What? How statues. did I forget about the poison statues? That was one of my <laughs> hates in the game. <laughs> The, the stupid oh, yeah. poison statues that in there and then some of them they're like well we don't need them all on the ground we'll hang these guys from the ceiling by ropes and i'm like why would you do that <laughs> who would do that very ropes. angry people <laughs> yeah, like yeah like there's a couple of them there's not a lot of them but i remember like i saw like this one poison statue i'm like who hung that from a rope and let it up there <laughs> 
has the time for that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just another dark area. And it, it, I mean, I get, it's like a puzzly kind of aspect to it, but, um, it, you also can just like run through it very quickly and you don't need to like, you don't, first of all, you don't need to like light all the torches. It just helps. Um, there's like more, like there's a good chance you'll miss the bonfire that's in there. Like there's two bonfires in there. Like I, I usually miss one of them. Like every time I go through it um, and a bunch of poison statues that can knock you off the ledge to your death. Uh, I like the next area a lot better. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't like that area. I think a lot of people hate both these areas. Um, but I just, I happen to despise the gutter. I can't really nail down exactly why. Uh, it just isn't fun. And, that, and that's, just, that's just what it is. It is, it is actively repelling you from being inside of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got Havel's armor in it, so... You're right to know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I there's very little good to say about it honestly i mean uh i i don't totally hate it but it was on my short list like i had about seven on this hate list and gutter was one of them but i just didn't really find it all that offensive because i literally went through it like once and just never touched it again um but yeah maybe it's it's one of those so boring that it kind of makes the list, uh, you know, by de facto kind of way. Also, by the way, I need to bring this up because I didn't know this was ever a thing. And this is so dumb to me. Um, so toward the end of that level, because I, I I have the, the Fextropedia. And what is it called? Not Fextra Life. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have a Fextra Life open so I can get a quick reminder of all the locales in case i forget the names mm. and i brought up the one for the gutter and like one of the last paragraphs for it is apparently there's uh and i and i saw it in my playthrough there's a giant ant mm -hmm. uh yeah. at the bottom of it and i just i just avoided it entirely according to this there's a giant ant queen or rotten vermin is how they're worded in the game mm. uh despite it looking terrifying the giant ant is actually friendly, mm -hmm. will not attack, and the gas released will cure poison at the cost of equipment durability damage. What? <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. I'd beat I, the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> how would we ever uh, come to this conclusion? Uh, uh, by accident, I guess you walk into it and it, it, Bob, did you know that there's a, a spirit tree in the Sanctum City DLC that if you attack it with a whip, it will release a mist that will repair items. But if you attack it too many times, you will kill it. Why in Gwyn's name would I know such a thing? Bob, how, does that sound like I'm making something up? Yes. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you would... Specifically, you do. have to use a whip. Like you have to use a whip on it. Oh my god! See, if I knew this, I would have came up with a game that is real mechanic in Dark Souls Two or some BS I just made up <laughs> because it seems so simple to do. We should, we should, we should honestly do that with people who haven't played the series. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
There's a That'd man who lives in a jar, and if you give him five pieces of rubbish, he will give you a moonlight greatsword. But it's not a real oh moonlight God, greatsword. This, this it's actually a sword be... that will poison you unless you go to a specific firekeeper and give them... Like, all this sounds like a quest line. I, this is all fake. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I was going to say, this sounds like something we should do for, like, a a, a game we post on one of these lists. <laughs> Uh, like the community driven lists is like on like answer it honestly like without doing any research but like yeah no no googling on our system do you think this is real yes or no (laughs) yeah that sounds like a great quiz it'd be a lot of fun maybe i'll (sighs) write something up for uh for inclusion for like dark souls 3 or blood i think bloodborne would be the appropriate one for me hmm Bloodborne does have a little bit of uh, some real esoteric stuff in there. Um, and I know how maybe... to get all of them. Oh, oh gosh. All right. But, yeah, I uh, spent enough time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, but yeah, that's about all we can say about the gutter. Mm. Don't kill the ant queen for some reason. Um, Don't rush it. Flush it. And <laughs> when you next time in the gutter. All right, transition. Classic. Thanks for that. Classic transition. Rook, take it away. That was magical. Um, just closing thoughts. I don't. I didn't have much of an issue with the uh, with the gutter. Uh, it, it is actively repelling you from being in it. I think I, that's part of why I enjoy it. Um, but it's not on either of my lists. It's closer to closer to favorites than it is to least favorites. Um, mm but it's not by much it's like if we're at the halfway point it's like one or two ticks above yeah just through like i do like its level design but i get why people don't uh but conversely something i think is better at um messing up my day is aldia's keep Ooh, you know i what? think that probably should have been on my list. And I kind of <laughs> forgot about it. That's an excellent one. I, I love like... Aldi's Keep. You're a madman. I didn't make <laughs> like, my I, list. I, I didn't why... make my list, but like, I, I think it's, I think it's very cool. I, I think there's right, a well, lot cool yeah, about it. Here, Rook, I want you to speak on it first because it's, it's on yours. But uh, yeah, I like what it is going for uh, with its lore and how it ties to. Uh, Vendrick and Aldia the scholar and this is an attempt at something of like the archive of the Grand Duke's archives um a hallway with three ogres in it <laughs> and a giant basilisk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and dudes hitting it hidden in the paintings mm-hmm. and either of those offshoots one is just like you're lucky if you find the uh the bonfire there because it's behind a hidden wall on a stairwell yeah and down that stairwell is a armor destruction acid pit that you probably accidentally fell in the first time you encountered it um with uh those crawly boys that are awful <laughs> but it's like the all of the paths that you have, it's basically a funnel, but the funnel has leaks in it that wrap back around. And in each of those leaks is just bad. 
You've got the the magician or the sorcerer dude off the right with that um like gargoyle boy in the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other dudes in the the um, like the assistants, the lab assistants, basically. Um, and then, yeah, just that funnel of ogres. And those ogres, I think we all can agree, just in general, suck. Yeah. Those ogres are a pain in the ass to deal with. I love the conceit of the dragon. Um, I th- think that everything around it otherwise is just not great. It's not my top least favorite. It's not far from the top. Uh, but yeah, I did not like being in there. Yeah. It's I, I, I totally agree with you. Lore wise, it's interesting. I love that giant skeleton in the beginning. The giant dragon skeleton. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a cool aesthetic for as soon as you walk into a room and that's the first thing you see. How cool is that? Like, that's so great. And the fact that it even like jumps out at you and gives you a jump scare, like very, very cool. But then as soon as you get to that hallway, it's it's almost inexcusable. <laughs> like, especially because what I think if you hit a switch or a lever, like everything in the map gets free and open. Yep. And then it, that's unreversible. Yep. Like, that's it. Every time you walk through now, everything's free all the time. Always out. Always going after you. But one and... lights the way. So there's one that there's a there's a I think it's a Ferris Lockstone that lights everything up. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So if you didn't like have any or didn't like didn't feel comfortable using it because it could have gone either way. Yeah. Either lights it up or you could assume that it would open everything. <sighs> yeah. And that was the last bonfire I, I couldn't find. I had to Google that one. I, I didn't know where that was. The one hidden on the stairwell. Yeah. Because yep. again, like there was no reason for me to ever go near that pit again after I had like gotten completely naked and ran inside to grab whatever items are in there and then run back out. Um, and yeah, I just uh, what an awful trudge to go back to fight the dragon, uh, which I had to mm-hmm. do like I don't know twice or three times or something like just enough where I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Guardian Dragon is just easy enough to where it's not as, like, excuse me, impossible. Yeah, if I if I had to do but, that run 15 times, oh, it would have been number one on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, thankfully, it's not. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, that's it for me. It's a very good I one. didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, I think if I had... Uh, released uh sorcerer novelon i would have been very frustrated with it but since i knew that ahead of time he was usually my my biggest frustration with it oh yeah he comes in at, right at the end right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, like oh another ogre well this is the perfect time for me <laughs> <laughs> surprise motherfucker that's just what yeah, i he... feel like novelon does every time he shows up <laughs> yeah you're not wrong <laughs> he is uh he is a pain in the ass but and if you talk to him, like the... he warns you. He says, hey, don't let me out. Don't do it. And then there's a bunch of notes that say, don't pull that lever. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, like, why am I going to listen to those notes? Yeah. Oh, sometimes. 
right. My next one, I think, uh, is not the worst area in the game, but it is the perfect encapsulation of a lot of points of the worst parts of Dark Souls 2. And that is the Iron Keep. Oh, fair. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, and again, I like the aesthetic of it. And I, I really do want to say that. And I, I I like the look of it. I like the boss in there. I like going back for the pursuer fight in the boss arena, which I love. Um, but it is such an encapsulation of like, of gank mentality of lava pits everywhere of homing arrow attacks of being able to hit you from wherever they dang well, please um, of a ferrous lockstone that just gives you a trickle of water that I guess slowly helps your HP a little bit. Like I mean, it prevents that's... you from burning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know. That actually it's is not that I, helpful. I, I, I forgot about it, but I mean, it is more helpful than I thought it would. Really. Yeah. But overall, it it's, it's, you know, like I said, it is a, it's a really good encapsulation of the parts of this game that I don't like are all kind of kept in a four by four box and they're all called the Iron <laughs> of pain. King. And now, and, and, and this being said, as soon as you leave that first you know, main room like With once all the you Alon get to archers. Yeah, once you get to the room where like the the little I don't know I, I keep wanting to call it like a chandelier or whatever, but like yeah, like that's the, that's like the move pla- up and down like platforms. Yeah, it's, I it's thought the that's... chandelier platform. I thought yeah. that area was super cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that part a lot. Like you can you can choose if you want to go up or if you want to go down. Yeah, like if you want to like I, take that high path or. I almost think of that as a totally separate area because I have such different feelings about it. Um, like I like that area and I like the walk up to uh, old iron King and, and that whole section. Cause it's more, it's, it just feels totally different. Um, but that first area, like the run up from the bonfire across the bridge through the building and then up to smelter demon, that whole room, that whole section is just like, you know, you're you're running through a whole checklist of of things I hate, and they hit just about every one. Pharaoh's hmm. <laughs> Logstone, gank enemies, big groups, uh, archers, like all of it. Can- Pharaoh's Lockstones that you know sometimes don't do much. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple good uses for them, but otherwise, eh. one gets you uh, a whole other area in one of the Belfry Towers. You yeah, but you don't is Belfry, like Belfry uh, Soul. Mm-hmm. It's one of those areas I cleaned out one try, and I just never looked back. Um, you never summoned got... in to attack people. No, it's so <laughs> fun. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'm I'm sticking with it. Again, oh, for sure, for sure, it's I, totally there, fair. There's a lot of redeeming parts to the uh, Iron Keep, uh, especially in that second half. But it does not make up for that first half. It's uh, not good. Yeah, that first half uh, really. I had to, in total, I had probably spent like hours trying to get to Smelter Demon. Yeah. Because uh, they just, not... they snipe you or they kick you off the ledge or four of them just appear out of yeah. a corner and start wanking on you. Like, it's, and then it's I get to the boss. That fog. sounds like I... it would have been fun. <laughs> 
I get to the boss fog and I'm like, I like, I like my character just like looks down at their hip and they're like, oh shit, I only got one Estus left. <laughs> <laughs> I made so much progress. Oh no. <laughs> well, I hope this boss is easy and then, oh no, start over. <laughs> yeah, that, that Iron Keep ended up being one of those areas that I like didn't mean to clear out the enemies of. But I think by the end of it, I cleared out most of the enemies in there just because I had to do it so many times. It definitely seems like an area that definitely uh, that would exemplify uh, that mechanic of the game. (laughs) Just dying enough times to clear out the enemies to make progress. Which is why by like endgame, I didn't really mind it. It was just like another path to see, make sure I got everything. But like in the moment, it it just oof. Oh, yeah, I I, I feel you. All right, but um, I think we are back up to Mr. Adam. Oh, indeed. And uh, one of these I know is on the list. One of them I feel like may have been forgotten. I've got so, my number one and number one strong. I think, yep. I think, I think we know what number one is going <laughs> to be. Um, so I'm going to hit you with my number two. Okay. Um. Cave of the Dead. Anyone remember what Cave of the Dead is? Uh, Not really. I I didn't do much of that DLC. Oh, okay. I had to click on it to to remember. But yeah, that's... Yeah, it's not that fun. Yeah. So Cave of the Dead is just another one of the... It's the Iron Passage of uh, uh, Sanctum City DLC. Yeah. Yeah. if you like the uh, walking around poison uh, spitting turtle uh, statues, here's mm. some that can cause petrification. Mm. Here's a bunch of them in an area that you have to drop into. And there's also a bunch of Sanctum Knights that are also going to try to kill you. Uh, and then we got like one of some of the big worm guys. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have you have you guys go at it. And... It's just a slog. It's just like a bunch of time spent killing enemies in a very like short path to get to a boss that I think is even less satisfying than <laughs> Blue Smelter Demon. Um, I I know some people really like the Gang Squad. I don't. I feel like I would like that fight a lot if I had brought like two buddies with me, like mm. to actually do like a three v three. That would be um, fun. But that fight took me like 20 minutes because I was like 1v1ing Havel and I kept having to dodge his attacks. I didn't have any Estus left and he kept healing and it was the most frustrating thing ever. And that topping off like that area, which is just like dumb and frustrating for the sake of being (laughs) frustrating, just put that up right below uh, my number one. Now, the bosses you're referring to, you're, of course, referring to, and say it along with me, Sarah the uh, Old Explorer, Ancient, Sol- Ancient Varg, Soldier Varg, and the Afflicted, and, and grave, the afflicted robber. grave Robber. Nailed I it. forgot them immediately. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like They are the most generic of boss fights. Yeah, it's just it's two the, dudes in Havel. At uh, least the, the Prowling Magus in the Congregation, like, has novelty to it in like the three dudes and then the horde. Yeah. 
those are just generic NPCs that have arbitrary names assigned to them based on previous, like uh, there's Havel and then two dudes with Havel. Yeah. That is how I view that fight. That's you're it. not wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some might say that you're right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's an excellent choice. It's very yeah. uninspired. It's very, it's it's literally just like, and it's an annoying run up to that boss. Like if oh. you if you died to that boss once or twice, uh, which I did, I, I died maybe like five or six times actually. Just because, like, it's a three-on-one fight. I didn't quite know what to expect going in. And then you have to make it through that entire run again. And, like, I just learned to get really good at just jumping and dodging and, like, all right, I'm going to use one Estus to, to, you know, take the hits, take this and that, and then I'm using one Estus before the door. Uh, But even then, it's like, this shouldn't be like this. It should be cleaner. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I get it. Uh, now, are, are we all down to one left? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. On the count what, of three. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what are the odds? We all have the same number one. It's uh, it's 100%. We all have the same number one. I, I, I Well, think actually, I you know, know what? Rook Rook didn't do the DLC. That's the thing. I don't know if he. I That's, don't know if Rook does. That I did. I, I think didn't me and Adam the, are on the same page. I think you guys have the same one, and I have a different one, which I think you can all, all already guess. Which one yours is? Yeah. Think about the long diatribe I had at the end of last episode. I have a guess. So you guys but, go ahead and say yours. Okay. Right. <laughs> Bob, on count of three. All right. One. One. Two. two three. three. Reindeer Fuckland. Sarah the Old Explorer, <laughs> Ancient Soldier, Varg, and the Afflicted... No, it's Frigid Outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's Frigid Outskirts by a mile. Uh, that that sucks. It's, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that one, but I knew that was going to be your you guess. Didn't, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> I'm like, sure it would be up there for me for a similar conceit. Uh, I mean, it's... The enemies are just annoying. They're not satisfying at all. Uh, it's a long slog to get to the boss. The boss is uninteresting. Uh, the area itself is, it's not even pretty to look at because it's all like fog of war. Because you can't see it. Can't see anything. Uh, there's there's nothing redeeming about this. Like all the rest of them, I could be like, uh, you know, I don't like Shrine of Amana, but, it, but I like the story around it. Or I like, it's just, genuinely pretty to look at which like i gives a lot of points to a lot of locations in this game like i didn't like all these keep either but that dragon at the beginning probably was cool enough to completely keep it off my list because i love that uh frozen out or frigid outskirts had nothing good going for it nothing also i wrote a haiku about it (laughs) hold on let me get I don't know. This sounds worthy of praise enough for me if it inspired this type of creativity. Frigid outskirts. Wow. All ice. No fun. Reindeer hooves. How far till the dogs? (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Did you sit in a spa while you wrote this? (laughs) Yes. I had a cigar and an eye patch on as I wrote it. Hunter S. Thompson style. 
Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like that area could have been done so much better. Even yeah. just like like reducing the amount of time uh, where it's a blizzard, mm-hmm. or or even like uh, allowing you to see like your pathway before like the blizzard starts, like 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 having the blizzard come in at like a later point, like like as you're overlooking like the path that you're about to take, and then the blizzard hits. So at least so you, you have know, to like, remember the landmarks. Path. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a thousand uh, ways they could have made it interesting or like have some sort of mechanic where you can get inside or something, you know, you, oh, you're going to you're going to get overtaken by the snow unless you make it to this building. Yeah. And then there is that. Well, there is that one building or something. There is a one a one building where I think you use a ferris lockstone. Hooray. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Even um, but yeah, it has a healing. <laughs> it has a healing pool in it. Uh, wonderful. And uh, <laughs> like mechanic. even. Yeah, <laughs> like even the fact that you have to ride, you have to snowboard a coffin down to get there is so silly. But like, as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, maybe this will lead to somewhere cool. And and maybe there's something behind it. Uh, no, like you you literally just ride this coffin down to a snowy field and then you can't see anything for eight minutes. And then you fight a clone boss, a copy and paste boss that you've already fought. And then they tell you go home because there's nothing else for you here. Uh, just, just lousy. I could see it. Just lousy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rook. What do you got at your most hated? I'm very curious. Here. I want to hear what you guys think it is. Can I get another hand. <laughs> what did I close out our last episode about? What was our last episode about? Hate, hates, <laughs> loves and hates. and hates. Well, you stopped at one of the DLCs. <laughs> right? Why did I do that? Oh, Iron Passage. Yeah, oh, got it course. in one. I was looking through the DLCs, going Dragon Sanctum. <laughs> but oh, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. The very reason I got burnt out and stopped playing this game's DLC that I hear is like the, some of the best stuff. And I did one and a half, but I was too exhausted from the first one. I'm not going to spend another 20 minutes <laughs> exemplifying why I hate it. That conversation exists pr- prior. Uh, I will only reiterate uh, something that Adam had said on Cave of the Dead, but that area is probably cool if you're doing it with a group of friends. Hmm. That area is designed to be played through a group of friends, but it is so counter to being able to play with friends unless you synchronize the soul memory that you're at. And I think that is the pinnacle of the shortcoming I have with this game is how much it de-incentivizes you to participate with your friends at earlier stages. If you've gone ahead, you have to go at the same pace. You cannot participate with them. This exemplifies that for me because the design of the mechanic itself with the two levers is such that you are supposed to like i explained previously like you're you want to go in with three people one person pulls the first lever goes solo on the left while you go to the right help them out with the two people on the upper right then go to the second lever continue 
that same conceit where one pulls lever, other continues, and then you, one person is in a, one person is up on the tower or what the ridge, while the other two are down on the bottom. That sounds like such a cool concept that yeah. almost no one will ever get to have. Because I see that potential sitting there, but it is completely undermined by soul memory. And I think that is the one thing I like looking over my list of hates. I really feel like that should have placed a little higher up, but it was just like one facet of the game that not everyone's going to really have, especially like at this point with the servers being where they're at. No, most people aren't going to play dark souls too. So you're never really going to encounter them. So like to go through, play it with a group of friends like we did, I, I would have to coordinate specific soul memories for you guys to be able to join me and participate in that. And everything hangs upon that. And the design of it is just, it has potential and it is completely undone by the conceit for multiplayer. That is not, that is the worst iteration in all of the series. And I think yeah. that that highlights that completely is like this. My my least favorite area is underscored by all these things that I think are wrong about, like the main tenets of the 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 core of why I don't like this game, or like what I don't like about this game, what that I otherwise love. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, I mean, it's it's not my most hated, but um, it's really annoying. It's it's solo it's so or team, close. It's I had heard annoying. like so many nightmare stories about uh, Iron Passage, and like I've said before, I got through it. I think in three four tenths, and uh, I'm really like tempted, that of chaos. I'm really t- <laughs> um, I'm really tempted to to do a bonfire aesthetic. Maybe not even do a bonfire aesthetic. Just like pull that lever and make the run to. Uh, blue smelter demons like like area try to, to do it yeah the alternate yeah. path try to do it through the lever path because you have to do it the twice. quick path <laughs> and it is quick so path. frustrating as soon as your geometry hits one of those guys and then it's like this gate is still open for six more seconds but i can't pass through it because of how hit boxes work uh it gets real frustrating and like it's the, that all of the enemies are very resistant to magic damage, which is the entire play build that I had. If I had like a shield, this area would not be anywhere near as high on my list. But I feel like the core design conceit of it is just so that it will like it, it's designed to make you have a bad time and pers- make you pursue a path that is uh, like unrealistic given the conceit of its multiplayer. Mm. um but it, like it that is all like that area sucks but it is all undone like ultimately i think the kick in the teeth is you get a reskinned boss that is the better <laughs> version of the reskinned boss similar to how i think the fire sage demon is better than the abyss demon and the uh, stray demon conceptually and like in the mechanics but it, yeah. it was like we got this far in and you're giving me another one really this one's like okay i'm at this dlc and you're giving me the same boss but blue Uh, it's not and it's i get it's an optional area what are you doing from (laughs) like it it, it's 
it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time. Can you imagine like, like I knew that going ahead of time. Can you imagine people who had, who are growing into it totally blind or like, Oh, like me. secret, secret side area. Uh, like, I don't know that, what that what's was behind. That here. was me. Uh, <laughs> and they must've been so excited to, uh, see a favorite boss of theirs, uh, reimagined, uh, for a DLC experience. Yeah, I didn't even know he was. That was the boss. That was the end of that tunnel. And I was like, "Are you, are you fucking kidding me?" That's what you what, had. I think what we learned here is if you're gonna have a lackluster area, at least have a cool boss. Because when it's both lackluster area and lackluster boss, it makes our most hated list. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing. That, that combination is key. Great boss, yeah. great area. Yeah, but or or I, sometimes you can be okay area with a great boss, and it or makes a great up area for with an okay boss. Yeah, exactly. Like any combination of those are totally fine. But when when it's both disappointing and disappointing, it's like all right, bottom of plummets. the list, baby. Yeah, plummets. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's just uh, it it could have been. That's what frustrates me the most is seeing the potential that it has there with the multiplayer, and just no, you're just not going to get that to happen. Because we designed multiplayer in such a way that you can't engage with your friends. And the NPCs are useless. They're worse than useless. Yeah. No, they, they actually make not only the area. Well, they make the area, I guess, it's just everyone taking they damage. They make the area just easier. You. They make the area but the, easier, but the boss is harder. Substantially harder. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing is they don't even make that area easier. Technically, like they're supposed to be there to make it easier, but I had mine die second chamber almost every time because of how, like how many dudes are there and like they don't heal themselves. No, which is shocking. They technically do, but they don't. Yeah. They can, but they don't. Yeah. They're just dumb and don't. But if you have like, the AOE heal, you can do a fraction of a fraction of their health. <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've spoken enough on it. it. It sucks. It made me want to stop playing the game, which is rare for me in a, in a FromSoft game. Very true. All right. But hey, let's not get all down in the gutter, guys. Don't you dare try to cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's talk about what we love. We got stuff we love. Uh, and you know what? I might as well start because uh, I got one that I really like. And I don't know. I don't have this one particularly ranked. I could probably do it in a relative order. And I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, Majula. Majula is yes. on my top five. It, it's just, it's great. And I, I know I'm reiterating some points from before, yeah. but it is just a great hub town. It, it, it it's you know it, is it perfect? No, uh, it, and and they definitely could have done more and could have gone a, a little above and beyond and all this. But just a, as a standalone, beautiful hometown for you to set up camp and have all these other weirdos set up camp, it's great. And I and I love that they built it as even more so. Well, maybe not more so. 
very much in the in the inspiration of Firelink Shrine from one that it, it there is an octopus of paths out from Majula. Like you can go just offhand. I'm I'm thinking about it like five different ways from that main town. Um, not necessarily right at the beginning of the game, but relatively early. Like there are a lot of places that you can get to directly from Majula. They built that as the center hub for the rest of the game. Uh, and 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 I really like it. I, I really I really enjoy that area. And it's worthy enough for me to say it again and put it on my one of my top fives. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate that you're saying it as early as you are, but that's my number one. Whoa! Okay. Majula's my favorite place in this entire game. I all right. Wow. Well, I I, I hate to. Yeah, I didn't. I that's, didn't want to blow totally the surprise. Fine. I, have, it, I have plenty of locations I love about this game, but that really was my number good. one. Yeah. And we we talked about it in one of our our loves, but like yeah, every everything about Majula rocks, with the exception of like I I think the only shortcoming that it has is because due to the NPC bloat issue we talked about before. Yeah, but Majula's incredible. Yeah, and and that's the thing. If if the biggest downfall of an area is that it didn't do enough, like it it, it didn't quite go as far as people wanted it to i don't know maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing in this case like it's great but like man could you imagine if they did it like a little bit better it it's only be undone so... by it's that one conceit with the npcs yeah yeah that, that, that's, that's what i'm it. saying like uh yeah i love but it but aside from we... that like it kind of has its own strength with that is like adam was saying before is like doing the rounds talking to all these people and at the very least, even though there is NPC bloat, which is a detriment, I think, in the, on the whole to the game, mm-hmm. it makes this world feel lived in. It makes Majula feel alive. Yeah. Um, and so, like, even its its kind of core weakness with that still has strength in it. It's like one of those movies where, uh, uh, you know, the 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 old crotchety businessman goes out for a vacation and then he gets like stuck somewhere and then by the time he makes it home it's it's that classic like oh i missed you couch and i missed you chair and i missed you you know all the things you didn't realize that you liked about it until you were out in this harsh cruel world and then finally made it back that's how i felt so you would go on these missions in these areas that are like oh yeah. my god they're, they're taxing and arduous and, and mentally straining and then you get back and it's like there's that old lady who <laughs> who has this impossibly sized pack on her back and she's, she's just hanging out so there sweet maybe she'll sell me some fire bombs i don't know and here's my buddy the the you know the not andre whatever his name is <laughs> who's gonna repair all the stuff i broke along the way and and here's the lady i can give the fire seeds to who i rescued earlier and is wearing the clothes i gave her like uh there, there's so many there's so many cool things about that town you, you can see how many people have died in the world that's such a cool counter yeah it's so cool i love that conceit like that, the that death, wasn't in one total. at all right i, I don't think, think it i'm pretty sure it was it just it it's the total is different because it's perversion mm. so the scholar of the first sin on pc has its own death counter oh versus just regular vanilla dark souls 2 right versus playstation 4 vanilla versus playstation 4 gotcha. scholar sure yeah, they're all independent tallies. Yeah, but I guess that's yeah. That's even still, that, like yeah. 
when you're playing it on PC and you got 36 million people dead or deaths. Yeah. Like that's, that's so mind blowing when you think about like how many people have played this game and died to different things. And it's just one corner of this area. And then like it, it's, it's parentheses by this horizon of the sun, like of the, of this ocean horizon. Like it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. A, a really beautiful scenic place that you want to go back to. Yeah. It's a and, I, and I said it air. last time and, uh, you know, I said, I said it last time and I don't want to just repeat over everything, but like there's a reason they make you level up in Majula mm-hmm. and not anywhere else. 100%. It's a place for you to go back to. It is your calm respite, your breath of mm-hmm. fresh air, and all the struggle that you face is your one safe, your one safe place that even has demon pigs in it. Yes, even I despite the demon pigs, I love. But that's the thing is, like, I love the demon pigs just because <laughs> it's such a it's such a a mean thing to do to give you this one safe place and have these like four, three or four pigs that are just HP sacks. Yeah. And they're just tucked in a little corner. Like you go this way, those pigs will fuck you up, man. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. It's such a FromSoft thing to do. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah. extremely FromSoft middle finger. Like, <laughs> uh huh. And it has a map. It's the I think the only game that of all of FromSoft's games that has an in-world visible map. What do you mean? It's it's just this random thing on the ground that has lights shining up. I don't know what it could ever be. Look, even though he's got a cartographer as a title, I'm a better cartographer than that dude. <laughs> I can chart a better course than that man can look at a map that has lights on it. But like, even still, like that dude's a, a joke for sure. But like, that's still. It's. Well, it's I really cool. wish. I really wish they had something more with that guy, but I still love that that guy's there looking yeah. over the map, observing it change. I just wish it he would observe it, the changes a little bit better and not be the, an oaf. But yeah, like seeing your progress tangentially in this hub of like, I did those things. That was That's the area I did that. That's the corner I did that. I remember fighting the lost sinner here. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, um, my number one. Wow. Well, well earned, I would say. Absolutely. Of hubs, like of the of the games that are known for their hubs, this is, I think, maybe tied with Bloodborne, the best hub. Mm. Bloodborne's is very good. Yeah, but this feels more alive than uh, than the Hunter's Dream. Yeah, I mean, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for um, sure. But that's that's the trade off. Yeah, is true. one is more secular and isolated, and this is uh, meant to be literally by the 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 hues used, um, warm and welcoming. Yeah, yeah, literally, um, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Adam, known Majula hater, uh, what do you have? <laughs> uh, what do you have on your list for uh, loved? locales got two middle fingers up from a jewel every day (laughs) (laughs) walking out with the double birds stone cold steve austin's music playing walks out (laughs) on my list uh kicks the emerald herald i don't have like a order really um wait is on your list or isn't it is it is oh it is okay um so uh i'll come out with a uh 
Hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to pick one, or maybe I should save that for last one that I think you guys didn't. Pick. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, I got Iron Keep. Wow. Sorry, Bob. I uh, used to hate it. Uh, I grew to love it this playthrough. Uh, can't see it. Double middle fingers are up right now. I got, <laughs> I got Stone Cold Steve Austin's music playing in the background, walking out, okay. chugging a beer. How's that going? It's, it's, it's like... That's my favorite wrestling walk-up song. He's got it. Dang it. Why did they give me an ad? Just give me Stone Cold. <laughs> the cast is there. It is. <laughs> the glass breaking constantly. Tell you what about Iron Keep? <laughs> oh hell yeah! Take your Iron Keep if you want it. I you got my Steve. You know Steve Austin is doing like this competition show right now. Yeah, that's he like does a, it on uh, Country yeah. Music Redneck Island. Oh my god! I think that's actually what one? it's called. Oh, he, he, I believe he does too. Yeah, he does too. Yeah, there's one that's like, there's like, it's just like a, a fitness competition with like, uh, I don't know, like, I, all I've seen is like, there's like first responder people or like military people. I don't know. Service, service men and women. That must be a newer one. Yeah, I did not know about that one. Uh, write in about your favorite part of this show. What's your uh, top five Stone Cold Steve Austin game shows? <laughs> yeah. If you I like the one where he slams five. beer together. Yeah. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Iron Keep. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it goes into like my whole deal with this time I didn't have a hard time with it. <laughs> um, and I really kind of appreciated the second half of that, like level design. And like that, you can skip Smelter Demon, um, like the levers and ways you have to go to like to pull uh, to stop that that big box that's on fire that spits out flames and how to unlock mm-hmm. that shortcut. Um, mm-hmm. I like kind of figuring that puzzle out. Um, even though I didn't do it this playthrough, I really like how there's like the chests and like the items in the lava, and you have to be like, okay, well, like, I mean, like there that has to be something pretty good, right? But how the hell am I supposed to get there? Because I die in like three seconds in the lava. Um, and I really like the second half. Like you pointed out, you think it's like a lot better. Um, yeah, it is. And it, it is definitively. Um, I always take the higher path up. And then like I try to ambush like the two turtle knights that try to sandwich <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I I like it. Um, I feel like I said a lot of bad things about old Iron King and thinking back on it, like seeing the whole thing as like a, as a package together. And uh, I think I appreciate the area more as a whole, um, mm. including, including old Iron King, even though I don't think he's the best boss. I, I, uh, I think he's a good Epic uh, set piece to uh, an area that, that could be like super frustrating for a lot of people and, and was for me at one point. Um, I think because I breezed through it this playthrough um, and then kind of having him be an easy boss for me, I kind of was like seeing him as a throwaway, but having the time to kind of look back at it as like a whole, uh, I, I do enjoy it a lot more. Um, 
being said, it is like Gank City at the beginning. All those alone nights are ridiculous. Even before you get to that big room. Um, mm-hmm. like, Just going over like, the first bridge. Yeah. The dude's hiding in the nook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like how it all looks aesthetically. Um, that's a big part of... Uh, Whereas, like, the reasons I didn't like a lot of areas was because they were boring and felt pointless and they didn't have a lot to them. One of the things that puts, like, my favorite areas up is aesthetics and looks and Mm -hmm. less uh, how fun it is for me to go through. Even though that's a big part, a lot of it, what gives it points is is how it looks and, uh, like, lore, like, significance and and all that. And uh, Iron Keep kind of has most of that all together for me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the old Iron King, he's definitely, I don't think he's quite top 10. He's probably top 20 for me uh, as far as boss fights go, just based on like how epic that battle is and how grandiose it feels. And like you really feel like your back's up against a wall uh, and that little corner. And I think that's a, a good fight that highlights the whole trip that you have there. Um it wasn't it was it's probably like number six on my favorite areas um just edged out by a couple others but i i love iron keep i think it's so cool it's a cool area cool boss with cool lore um it definitely feels like what they did with uh and orlando with the archers and they dialed that up to 11 mm. um but i it didn't hit me. It, it didn't give me a struggle like it did last time. Uh, my first time through, like Adam was saying, um, I love that it has a secret that leads to a whole other area with Belfry soul. Uh, and that area is cool in and of itself. It's not amazing, but it's a cool little tucked away corner. Yeah. Um, and just, like just the, the trap design is cool too with like the fire rotating fire pits and the, the one, the path that you get to the upper bonfire, um there's a cool npc there that's useful for if you're if you're a caster of some sort you can take the skeptic spice or a simpleton spice and drop requirements for spells down it's it's just fun for me i could totally see why it places yeah yeah and why it would be hated (laughs) yeah 100 that's what like like i said you know on my second playthrough of of the game when i was doing caster I was like, I was so fed up with this area because I wasn't like a tanky build at all. Um, mm. And uh, trying to deal with uh, the knights and the archers just made me hate the area. Like I said, it, and it it doesn't mean like it, it really changes depending on uh, how I'm playing and like what mm-hmm. what style I'm doing. This this time I, I I think I liked it a lot more than usual. Yeah, and before but, I forget, because I have. Uh, I I feel like it's really important to like to highlight because I was thinking about that in our discussions with all these areas. Even I I had to like I basically put four things that I needed to pick to fill out a list and one thing I actively hated. I feel mm. like the other ones I was kind of nitpicking to make them qualify for a list, but there was only one area that I actively hated. But beyond that, I really enjoyed exploring all of these areas. And I just had to find reasons, I feel like, for me. No, I, I, for... I kind of agree with you. I like 
frigid outskirts i i really did not like right and like like i said iron keep like if iron keep started at the second bonfire after smelter demon i don't know it, it might be top 10 or top 15 or something like that in terms of areas like uh but that first area is just so so much of a a, a headache that's why it made the list oh totally. i don't i don't i don't totally. flat out you know hate most of them <laughs> exactly exactly some of them I, I got some that's issues why f- with but but i do agree I feel with like you it's there. important to yes. like to showcase that like we might be that's i think that's why I, we made the good call of like starting with the things that we didn't like to kind of finish the set uh, the the middle chunk of like like our main distastes or hastes or our hates and then like finish up with our least favorite areas and then go into the bookend with the things we love and the areas we love yeah totally because that's a very good point are, to me they're they're it's totally worth mentioning like i had to force myself to pick areas i didn't like yeah because i think anyway. at the end of the day even despite all this i really like i this love game. this game yeah i really like this game <laughs> all right bob anyway your next area okay um which one do i go with i don't know if you're gonna have any of these on here because i don't want to i don't want to let's let's go with this one and i because i'm not sure how to pronounce it frozen elium lois yeah, i also have that one on my list i really like this area mm-hmm. um it is it's probably what the snow mechanics should be uh you know a mechanic <laughs> where when you get there and half the things are frozen and there's these the, this big storm that's a blowing through town yeah um and it really does feel like this incredible empire that just happened to be you know caught in some sort of horrible horrible frozen storm like the the aesthetics for that area are so cool the fact that a lot of the areas you can get to are like the only way you can get to them is because of some giant snow drift. I think it's super cool. Um, the enemy design in that area is very cool. Um, once again, if, if you're going for a uh, knight in shining armor simulator, like there's a lot of cool enemies here that are kind of exactly that. They're like corrupted iced over night enemies. And they are, I, I thought the design on them was excellent. Um, I love that after you get to after you turn off the blizzard, quote unquote, um, by getting to this amazing cathedral, which I guess is its own separate area. But like it's kind of all in that same path. So I'm including it a little bit. Hmm. Um, Bob, you know, I would I would even go. uh, I mean, I would say like you can include the old chaos arena. Oh, if I'm including old chaos, like then this is probably my. I don't know, first or second favorite area. Yeah. Cause it, cause it all does feel very combined. This is yeah. like a DLC that, uh, outside of frigid outskirts, which is its own thing. Yeah. Everything else is completely unified to one cause. And that is the old chaos boss fight. And that's why I love that yeah. boss fight so much because the whole thing is like a hundred percent unified. We're going in for these nights. We need backup. Uh, the only way to get back up is to stop the blizzard. All right, how do we stop the blizzard? We have to talk to this person. Like it, it every domino leads to the next in the 
most perfect way possible. And I think um, it has like the perfect like amount of shortcut like elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a large area that it seems like overwhelming at first. Like the more you like the deeper you explore into it, it starts to feel overwhelming. But then you're like, oh, wait, there is an elevator here. Where is that going to take me? And it's like, oh, that was that blocked off elevator that that I saw beforehand that I didn't really have any way to access. And like with them, like places start connecting, like in the most like perfectly designed spots. Yeah. That that's um, I mean that was yeah. on my list of loves in Dark Souls one for that exact reason like there's nothing more satisfying than I, I think Rook said it best like the door that's always been does not open from this side and then opening it from that side is the greatest feeling in the world in these games and this this level has a lot of really good examples of that hell yeah it makes me want to like listen to you guys describe it makes me want to go back eventually and do that DLC. Yeah, I think um, you definitely should. It, it's not frustrating outside of maybe a little bit with the... With I the, don't know. I heard something on a list recently. Don't go that... to the freaking outskirts, <laughs> Rook. Don't do it. Just you don't go there. Don't have to. It's 100% <laughs> optional. You have to slide in a coffin I'll, <laughs> to get I'll probably there, like... do that some Saturday morning with a cup of coffee. Just go wrap it's that so up. Fun. It's so fun. And, and the fact that the old chaos is like the the cherry on top of it all which is yeah. one of my one of if not my favorite boss fight of this game uh is ah so good what would the pursuer say if he heard you say that he'd probably pursue you and kill you well if you walked <laughs> away he'd probably like go dive back into the ground like a little sissy how dare you how dare you sir <laughs> it's fine he'll find you about three miles away <laughs> I did look up, I did spend an inordinate amount of time on Etsy and Amazon looking up if people do custom pursuer uh, action awesome, figures. Dude. Uh, awesome. There's only there's only a couple. I didn't end up getting it because they were all like, yeah, not quite what I wanted. But uh, if anyone knows of any really cool pursuer action figures or, or like statuettes or something, I would totally buy one. That's rad. Uh, but yes, Adam, why do you love it? Uh, it goes into just the design of it. I think it's really cool. Like like I said, I, I don't hate the enemies. Uh, this one actually uh, almost had the fight for its spot because I actually uh, did this DLC before any of the other ones. Um, oh, so I did it pretty early when like the enemies were quite a bit tougher. Um, so I did have some frustration, uh, frustration with it there. Um, oh. But overall, like you like. It's it's everything Bob said, like and and what I said about the shortcuts being really great. Um, you know, revealing like pulling back the ice and the fog, and then going through all the areas you had just been at, and like thinking you know where you're going, um, <laughs> but it still it looks so much different. Like it, it's just like, like you think you know what a place looks like, and then all of a sudden like one thing changes, and then. It's just totally is totally different. There's new pathways, new enemies, uh, new dangers, new things to search for, new treasure. Um, I love that stuff. It's basically like you you go through like you run the circle one time, right? And then mm. you do the circle again to get the knights back, and everything's familiar. Like you know the pathways, but then there's like these little side routes that are open now, but you don't know which way you want to go. Um, and it it just is. 
I think really well done. Yeah, it's 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 a it's 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 great. It's absolutely great. Well, you've sold me on it. Well, go buy Dark Souls Two, available now. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. I should buy that <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, all right, who's who's next on here? I, I don't even. We all got like all twisted up. Turn. Adam, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm trying to save the one that I don't think you guys picked for my last one, and I th- hmm. I I feel like I know. I feel pretty confident that both of you guys have this next one. I know. I feel really confident Rook does. Uh, so, next on my list, I have uh, Dranglet Castle. Yeah, that's on. That's my on list. mine. Yeah. Is that on all three of us? Yeah. 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 I, I like fucking this one a cool. Lot. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, this after is just like the cool yeah. factor up to a million, like yeah. Yeah. love it. It, it you like walk this like long pathway after like the little side route from uh shaded woods and you kind of go through this weird like valley tunnel kind of spot and then you come out and it's just like dark rain thunder lightning this long pathway with the mastodon knights and then you get to the end it's just this open like courtyard and you see all the statues of the like the cyan knights and you're like okay well, I've seen this before. <laughs> um, and you're like, what's going like, to happen? And then you see like the golems. And oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this, this is the first time you see the golems, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, yep. okay, what? Like, are those guys going to come to life and attack me? No. Uh, it's this. And I remember the first, like, the first time I, I got to Dranglet Castle, I remember being there forever. Because I just kept letting the guys come attack me away from the golems. And I must have been fighting them for like five, seven minutes because I just kept attacking. Like, I just kept killing the swordsmen mm-hmm. that kept coming after me. <laughs> um, obviously, it didn't take me that long this time to get the doors open and stuff. But um, it's really cool aesthetics. Uh, I immediately think of uh, one of the best bosses in the game, Twin Dragon. I mean, looking last night. Uh, <laughs> Being out on that rooftop is just so fantastic. It encapsulates that. Like it it encapsulates and is like an echo of the first time you get there and see yeah. what you have before you in the castle and you get to the very top and you have this battle with the looking glass knight and it yeah. is that moment all over again. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's when you so first good. start like suspecting like there's some weird like kind of like I feel like there's some Okay, so here's Nashandra. Well, f- even before that like I remember you get into Dranglet Castle and there's like there's like the back throne room, right? And it's just like empty. Like there's the two thrones, like the two chairs, and uh like it's a room you have to walk into. Like it's not like open. Like you have to do a door opening animation and you look in there and it's just empty chairs and it's just like it's just like a like, huh. Okay, well this is significant, but I don't know exactly why yet. Other than just like the king and queen have abandoned the throne, um, then you you get up to the top of the castle and you're like, well, I mean that's the queen over there. Well, like, why is she like this? This feels weird. Like, it doesn't feel right. It's unsettling. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and seeing her like far away, where like and having her talk to you like that, and it just doesn't feel right. And and you see later on why. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, of course, you gotta you know, fight twin dragon riders. Um, <laughs> and then you keep going through, and like you have like the like there's uh, Milifinito, like one of the ones locked up there mm-hmm. in a tower. I was about and, to say that's one of yeah. my favorites. And yeah. then that the whole embedded. like upside down dude against yeah. the cage that needs a key sword to go yeah. into his face. Oh, and you know, and you know what I realized I this time is like that the the embedded the key to the embedded is actually like a super strong like two-handed like yeah like, it's a great sword like it's oh, actually really? like a really good sword kingdom um, hearts fans love it yeah and, and it's like <laughs> it's something that i've seen people use in speed runs like by the time they get to that part of the game they use that weapon because it's that strong um but like i mean how can you not want to shove this giant key sword into this guy and open his cage it's uh, a silent hill moment dude yeah it's, it's so super, good it's super weird and uh even before you find the Chandra, like you're in that one room. There's that one room with all like the masks on the wall and it's a trap room. Oh, but like, yeah. part I of, love it. Part of me is always like, is is there something else going on here that like I don't really comprehend? Um, and then you keep going and there's like the statue the guys. The big painting. The big painting that gives you yeah, curse of the Chandra. And it's that. like, it's like, hey, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, uh, not so Something subtle hint. Right. Maybe yeah. Chandra is a little bit yeah. evil if her painting yeah. is cursing you. Like, yeah, uh, oh. yeah, and like and Rook said it in a previous episode, and it's it's really stuck with me. Where like this is like a twisted Grimm's fairy tale, uh, like up to the eleventh degree, yeah. and this is such a great encapsulation of that. Like, literally, you have to rescue the princess, like the. I don't know what they're called. The Melifanitos. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. yes, you have to like rescue one of those, but you have to do it by stabbing this guy through the face with a key sword. And it is this giant castle, but it's also like the architecture of it is like really horrific looking and like, you know, sharp, sharp, sharp angles at all times. And the statues are coming to life. There's just a ghost Butler who talks to you in the opening room. Like it is that Grimm's fairy tale. (laughs) It is that Grimm's fairy tale, but it is so, you know, as soon as that door starts opening from, from you opening it with the golems and the souls and stuff, like Mm -hmm. anything could be in there. And yet at the same time, once you get inside, it's so satisfying. Like it doesn't let you down. It, it builds up so much hype just from the approach to it. And yet when you're inside, it matches that if not exceeds it. And it's uh, it's a absolutely great area. So I thought about the, like this concept came to me on a stream that I was having a conversation with someone. I think it might've been squid, uh, squid, a willow on the chat or um, William Garcia and the min max community. Uh, as I was approaching, I realized it reminded me of something in particular. Minas Tirith. It reminded me a lot of Minas Tirith. What is Minas Tirith? Do you I not don't know like Lord of, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers? Yeah. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings person. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so in the Two Towers, everything culminates at the very end in Minas Tirith, which is a castle that is embedded into a mountain. Um, oh, wait. No. T- <laughs> wait, t- am I thinking of the wrong one? You're thinking of uh, Return to King is where they end up in Minas Tirith. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. I'm sorry. So ignore all that. Over here. (laughs) Edit all all that out. So it reminds me of Helm's Deep. Hold up. Bob, seriously, edit that out. 
<laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm over here tossing the old pigskin back and forth while you're debating all your Lord of the Ringsy stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me put on my Letterman jacket here. Right? Put on the ring. Wow how how are there six cheerleaders in here? This is crazy. Oh, <laughs> are you sitting on a throne of cheerleaders? <laughs> Um, so, okay. So Helm's Deep, I always confuse those two. So, so Helm's Deep, like everything is built towards this final confrontation in two towers, um, at the battle of Helm's Deep in this castle set in a mountain. And there's this incredible, like thunder and rainstorm that's going on as you have hundreds of thousands of orcs and urukai invade um but like so there there is a sense of scale and majesty that you get exploring dranglet castle as you cross that bridge in uh, fighting the mastodons and like bringing these golems to life through the souls of these statue guardians and then you continue that that theme continues on throughout your delving through this and then uh, there's another point at which like uh, it's that the king's king's grave or whatever the name that bonfire is for uh, where you get the king's ring to get through that door to find oh, Chandra yeah, the closest to the king's door yeah right so that bonfire and like where the ruined sentinels are and you have to bring those golems to life with the dudes that come the statues that come to life around you and mm-hmm. one of those doors that opens up is a secret passage that has a dark diver or has one of those like twisted shadow demon things and then dark diver grandal location like yo everything's going everything that's going on is pretty bad but like you can go kill some shadow people if you want <laughs> and like it, it like yeah. you're right it feels like it feels like a really dark fairy tale. Yeah, in the best possible way. Yeah, like, absolutely. It, it it really nails that aesthetic of like, and I know I know people give flack to Dark Souls too because it's like, oh, it's the it's the dude with the armor, you know, bosses. Like everyone just is. Those are some of the best armor. fights outside of the Twin Dragon Riders. And <laughs> and again, outside of Twin Dragon Riders, this whole map this whole level is such a great encapsulation of that um it's like the best parts of that aesthetic boiled down to one singular area and the fact that you have to earn your way there like you can't just go there it's you know you you have to earn your way here by getting souls um you know whether it's the 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 big ones or the little ones enough little ones like (laughs) a lot of little ones yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, like it's just it's really 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 good so many good details yeah. so many good little touches in here like it's it's got a lot it, a yeah lot it feels like it. an abandoned castle that yeah has literally a lot I, of history down to, to what it. adam said like there's literally an empty throne room yeah with two giant thrones that are empty mm-hmm. that like just hint at how foreboding everything is in here totally oh yeah, I, I I love Dranglet Castle so much. Love it's it. Probably I'm so glad it's on everyone's me. list. That's so me cool. too. 
that makes that makes me really happy because I felt like I was alone and like Dragon Castle Castle's really cool, y'all. It's really good. Um, but we, I again, I especially when when there are the repeat ones, I have no idea who's next. I think I'm up next from my pick. That works. Yeah. How many do you guys have left? I have one left. I got two. three. Ooh. Okay. So my next one. Shulva Sanctum City and Dragon Sanctum combined. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So this was after I had already spent a fair amount of time being just fatigued to all hell with uh, Iron Passage. And I was like, all right, I'm pretty much done with this game, but I want to go explore another DLC. I want to see what this area is all about. And you have this massive, like, metro, uh, metropolis far underground what it seems like Mm -hmm. and you you approach it and you start encountering like elevators with switches and the whole conceit behind it is yeah there are those uh poison statue turtle dudes there's a couple that are hidden in corners but you can spend so much time hitting switches and seeing where paths will take you. And like, it's all so intertwined and encourages you, which is rare in some of these areas. Like it actively encourages you to explore it and poke in the shadows as I kind of like to call it for a lot of these games. It's like you're, you're, you're putting, you're, you're hitting a weapon against the walls in the darkness to see what you might find. And this is one of those rare areas that encourages you to do it. And then you finally find your path along into the Dragon Sanctum. And it feels like a fraction of what I loved about Sense Fortress. Mm. There's so many like corridors and trap pits and um, there are hidden walls. There are dudes, ghost enemies hidden through those walls. There are... um, shortcut paths that you unlock through levers that you find like it, it it's one of those it feels like uh one of those dungeon delves that i love so much about these games delivered on me that i love so much about sense fortress like it feels like a, a tomb of elemental evil campaign but you're doing it by yourself mm. um, and i i love that type of stuff like i i don't have a problem with an area and the environment like pushing back against me and trying to dissuade me from exploring it, but then like rewards me for exploring it. Like you have switches to pull a uh, drop down spike traps or spike floors um, by looking up and shooting a bow and arrow or something at a switch to drop down spikes. And then you can proceed on a part of the path. I love that stuff. Uh, it gives a ver- it gives a sense of verticality without have necessarily having to you yourself climb up it, uh, and I I I love that design that design. I'm also a big sucker for any um, and 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 it's kind of repeated also in Dark Souls one in uh, Painted World, where it's like one giant landmass and then a really really long like bridge that's attached to it. I don't know why the like imagery of that is so super cool, but the, it happens several times here. Um, like right when you walk up and it's that giant 
like pyramid shaped obelisk that like you know you're gonna get to eventually and it's just connected with this massive staircase and like one long bridge on the back end of it mm-hmm. um it's it's a it's a great looking locale and um just like you said it's got a lot of uh intricacies inside of it that make it really fun to explore yeah, a lot of hidden bonfires there's there's in that yeah yeah. In Sanctum City, that's like one of the things. Like, uh, I'm trying, half the bonfires, if not more, are hidden bonfires. Uh huh. Like straight up, like like high in a tower that you have to hit a bunch of switches to get to, or uh, one that you have to leap across like a broken uh-huh. bridge. I love that one <laughs> because uh, it's not hidden, but it encourages yeah. you to explore. And then yeah. one hit behind a hidden wall before the boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, yeah. I really like that area, like right before uh, Elena, where like you're just dropping, like you spent all this time, like, like that's what is really cool about this whole area is that you're like, like one second you're like going like down into like this, uh, well, this sanctum, <laughs> like you're just you're just going into like uh, this place where there's like all these like like ghost guys that you have to mm-hmm. that's also a really cool part of, of this level it's like you have to kill like the their, or you have to destroy their bodies for you to be able to hit them um ghost enemies that you can lock onto. yeah um but like you there's so much like exploring in in this level like you're you're out in the open at the beginning then you go inside you're inside for a very long time then you like work your way down through this uh this big like pyramid and you come out to this open area with all these Freaking like nasty half like dragon blob monsters. Um, and then you work your way back up again into another big tower. Uh, and then you work your way back down in this dark tower where there's all these Drake blood knights um, that will F you up if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's what I really like about this level. It's just the, the amount of traversal you do in it and you're just going all over the place. And, and for an area that is very samey in like the colors and the uh environments it mm-hmm. still manages to feel different as you're moving yeah through beca- because of that it has so much verticality built in every yeah. corner you take it's so cool like there's the massive tower sense of scale and verticality from that like that one big elevator you get but everything leading up to it, like all the switches you hit, it, it, it's so fun and satisfying to just interact with the world. Yeah. Yeah. And a few locations give that. Bob, how did you handle all that stuff? Did you have a bow and arrow? Uh, I did, but I ended up just usually going head to head and just smashing dudes. It. Yeah. That's fair. The Buell method. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I really didn't have too much trouble. This was actually the last DLC I did. I don't know what mm. the proper order of it is. I think I was honestly slightly overleveled for it. Um, so I, I liked that it had more, I don't want to exactly call them puzzly elements, but, you know, it it it, it rewarded exploring more than mm-hmm. it rewarded fighting. So yep, I totally. didn't mind that I got there late enough to where the enemies really weren't too much of a hassle because there was enough to explore that i still really enjoyed my time there yeah you still got to engage with the world 
yeah. even like even if you one shot every single enemy that showed up and just smack them with a stick, you still got to engage with the design of the world. Yeah, and that, exactly. that goes a long way for this area. So yeah, that's mine. I like it a lot. Very strong. Uh, is it back to me? It your is. boy, your okay. boy the Buell. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna save my most obscure one for last, and I think it might actually Watch be. Out. It might be my. I don't know. It might be my number one. I I really like it, but the one I'm going with right now is Hyde's Tower of Flame. Hmm. Uh, oh. Man, that on, one was really close to being on my list. Yeah, I, it was very like, and I'm I'm now I'm like starting to reconsider some some thoughts, but yeah, I, I want to hear great. what you have to say about it. I mean, it's super early on, granted. So like, I spent a lot of time here, so I think it is a little bit of like, you know, you what is it called Stockholm syndrome? Almost like you're around <laughs> all these enemies enough to where like you become comfortable with them and you enjoy your time with it. Uh, but that said, the location itself is beautiful uh even though everything around you is decrepit and broken down and like clearly the last stand of like something great that once stood here and so uh, submerged it's that's what yes there are some spots especially toward where like the dragon is like a little bit Mm -hmm. further toward the back like you can just see full towers and buildings that are at like 45 degree angles like barely not submerged in the water and it does such a good job of like i don't know why all these buildings are underwater like i didn't pay attention enough to the story to understand it but i got enough of the vibe and the tone and the atmosphere that they set up that it really doesn't matter what the story is i get it just off of their storytelling in the location and that's what i love presence yes and and that's stuff that I that is like far and above some of my favorite stuff in all the Dark Souls games, like not paying attention mm-hmm. to the story, but totally getting the story because they just nail the tone. Uh, that stuff I love. Um, once again, going into like wh- partially why I like Drangula Castle so much, like all the enemies in here are super cool, just big honking knights with huge friggin swords and and. Uh, and then there were just those creepy guys who just hang out in the bushes uh, and will sit down all the time. And the, uh, most of the time, uh, you can just pass them no problem. The, like the hide knights, I think is what mm-hmm. they're called. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so, so cool to just have like optional enemies, basically, until a certain point. And then they always aggro you. I don't remember exactly what causes them to do that, but maybe taking out the dragon or maybe something of the like. I I can't remember, but um, regardless, it's super fun to run through and have like this clashing of steel with all these giant guys. Yeah. The bosses in that area, the bosses proper are a little bit underwhelming. Like it's both of them. Yeah. But it's also early enough in the game where it's like, okay, there's, you know, there's clearly more to come. So it's a little bit forgivable, Uh, but you get a dragon, you get a straight up like Drake fight so early on in this. Uh, I, I I love that stuff. Um, And, you know, maybe, maybe you got to cheese them a little bit uh, to like get them out of there or you can face them head to head. And either way, it's super fun. It's, it's just a crazy fun early area 
um, that gives me a ton of what I love of Dark Souls. Just like the environmental storytelling, gorgeous environments, feeling like a knight taken on the world, and it's it's great. It's great on a ton of different levels. Uh, a, a big shining star right next to Hyde's Tower of Flame. It's pretty great, man. It's really cool. Like Adam, are you regretting this now? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Um, I like Hyde's Tower a lot. Um, I think, uh, it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the visually, uh, one of the top three best locations in the game. Um, it it brings up a lot of questions that you like, you know, just wondering what this place is. Uh, there's a, people have made a lot of ties to it being uh, like an area from Dark Souls One, uh, like an Orlando 2.0. Yeah, but I think also like Drangolet Castle also has a lot of similarities to an Orlando as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But. But yeah, no, I like Hyde Star a lot. Uh I think I, I think I feel good with the with the list I have though. Fair enough. Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, what is that yeah. next item then? Well, Rook, why don't you go since I only have one left? Oh okay. true. Yeah. Okay. Uh my next on this list, it's um obviously my number one is already gone, but this is probably my third uh black gulch oh hot take i respect it i I, I respect this a lot i think it's a gorgeous location honestly it's so it is like the lowest bottom pit you can get in this game and has some of the most captivating like neon color schemes and like awful enemies and I don't poison. know there's just the poison in your eyes so there's no neon there. <laughs> <laughs> so like those little Cthulhu grabby hand uh worm yeah. dudes that yeah. pop out of the pits like that's another thing much like those chaos eaters from uh, Lost Isolith and Dark Souls 1 it's such a cool design yeah, yeah. it is and I I love it like you never feel comfortable there. You've got the poison uh, st- spitting statues that you can deal with if you smack them with a stick, um, but it it makes you constantly feel on edge there. And then you've got two like hidden paths there. So you've got one that leads to a bonfire with a fragrant branch of yore. And then there's another hidden path if you go off a ledge that leads to two massive giants that um, they're a pain in the butt to fight, but then they give you a key, essentially, to open up a couple hidden doors in the world Yeah, um, that gave me one of like my best hex weapons. And my Beck's best hex, um, uh, basically like the the con or was it the not the conduit the um, what's the word? 
plug? Uh, they, no, Catalyst. Catalyst. <laughs> catalyst. Oh, catalyst. okay. Um, real yeah, quick, there's you got... something about those giants is that super cool. Is that depending on how many people that you have summoned in your world, that adds more giants in there. And it, and if you summon people and they die and you have to face four giants alone, it is rough. Oh, wow. Wow, I, I didn't know, know that. that. I thought there was two. I had always uh, two. It, it's either I because I've I know I fought three at a time, and if you summon like NPC enemies, they have a hard time making that jump down there. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, it, it, it can be rough. That's that Ooh. does sound pretty rough, buddy. Uh, the only downside I think is to um, the rotten isn't an incredible boss fight. Um, I think it ranks pretty like bottom half for sure. It does have a decently interesting arena and is a great place to farm souls, much like the Covetous Demon. But mm, uh, very true. It, like the atmosphere of it just feels so vile and sickly that I I enjoy that that uh the design choice they add with it. And uh yeah, it's it ranks pretty strong. It's not definitely not my highest. Uh it's but it does not belong on my least favorite for sure. Yeah. I, I, this was close to making my top five likes. Um, it's, it's gorgeous. And it's weird to say that about a, a place that does nothing but Uh poison you and have these absolutely atrocious looking creatures. But they're so, they're so beautifully designed in their horror. Yeah. Uh, Like they're all very Aldrich and, uh, Eldritch, I suppose is how you pronounce that. Um, and, like Lovecraftian in a certain kind of way that they yeah. definitely leaned into with Bloodborne, but like uh you could see a lot of that inspiration in a lot of this stuff. Uh and it's it's great. The fact that the whole area has this like just green and black and fire color scheme uh is it's gorgeous. It's uh super, yeah. super cool. And super totally. unique. You know that you're you know, as soon as you say black gulch, you remember like everything about it uh it's and it's really shout it's really out cool. shout out to scudawillow who has suffered a lot there <laughs> i fear your struggle brother but yeah that, it's a it's it's an iconic captivating uh landscape that i i really enjoy exploring as mean as it can be i enjoy being down there yeah all right are we all down to uh our last one yes sir no? oh boy uh i have no idea who's next and once again i've shattered myself as a host i'll I'll take i'll take a shot (laughs) do it so i do have a question though Mm. do you guys feel like your last pick is one that no one else has i I mean my my full well yeah probably because my number one was um we all had but my remaining one is probably one that none of you have yeah, I, I can't say for sure this is my number one. It's it's up there. I think it's either one or two or three, but um, I don't think anyone else has it. All right. So my last uh, uh, area to make my, my top five is uh, Dragon Airy. Hmm. Ooh, not what I was expecting, but I like it. Um, I mean, I think anyone who gets out of Aldi's Keep makes past that guardian dragon and it's just like there you go what this is what you get for getting out all these keep bunch of dragons flying around 
cool open area. You're up in the sky. Uh, you can see like there's multiple pathways. The cool thing about Dragon Airy is that you can <laughs> skip all of it. You don't have to deal with any of the. You don't have to make it. You don't have to fight all those dragons. You don't have to like fight all the explodey guys. But there's a lot of really good loot, like a lot of uh, good upgrade items, uh, spells, uh, weapons. Um, if you want to work your way through there, risk angering some of the dragons, um, maybe accidentally crush a couple eggs, uh, <laughs> fight Navlon if you if you set him loose. Um, but you don't have to do any of that. If if you want to just go straight to Dragon Shrine, you just take that uh, that zip line over. Uh, which is super cool. Or or do you just take the... You just do the bridge. I don't know. There's a bunch of zip lines there anyway. Um, but I thought that area is... I always look forward to getting to that area. On my second playthrough, I remember being like, oh, okay, cool, dragon area. I know there's going to be a bunch of good loot here. I might f- fight a couple dragons. Um, and on my third playthrough, it's the same thing. I was like, oh, yes, dragon area. <laughs> time, to, time to fight some dragons and, and get all this loot again. Um, and I, and I, I'm... Tempted to kind of pair uh, Dragon Shrine or whatever whatever it's called. Is it called Dragon Shrine? Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, with with it, um, it, it's a little bit of a stretch, I think. Um, but kind of like just different enough. But they're, yeah, you know, they're, they're, I don't they're see both... why you, it's your list, dude. You can pair them. Yeah, yeah don't I mean... don't tell me what to do, Bob, on your on your <laughs> podcast. Jesus, Bob, this Listen. is a guest. I swear on everything. <laughs> you invited me here in good faith. Adam! <laughs> Coming after you. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason why you can't lump them together. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Dragon Shrine as well. <laughs> um, but but uh, Ancient Dragon, whether or not you like the boss fight, you don't have to fight it. Uh, if you don't even know that it's a boss fight and you see this giant ancient dragon here that gives you an item and you're like, holy shit, that's a big ass dragon. Yeah. Um, and that's Some super might say cool. he's ancient. Yeah. <laughs> or is he? Well, we uh, tried to go into that uh, earlier bum, bum, on, bum. on our lore talk. Yes. Um, hot, hot pride. lore talk. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite things about, about that approach to uh, the ancient dragon is that there's a bunch of uh, like, like Drake knights, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you don't have to fight them all. You only have to like it's like a challenge. Like they give you the option, like you could kill them all, but it, if you only fight the large enemies, the other ones like will bow down to you as you approach the ancient dragon, which I think is super super. Um, yeah, it is. There's there's cool loot there. Like you can get the you can get the dragon egg to give to the guy in Iron Keep to join the Dragon Covenant, which is super cool. Um, but it's just another one of those areas that is really, really up there for me because of just the aesthetics of it and the look like actually like after all the time you spent in this game, like underground, like, like in Brightstone Cave, Tesla door, like in the sand pits, like deep underground to dark fighting a spider in the pits, like, you know, and then fighting the rotten, like, in the lava fighting like an old iron king in the dark like uh, like near the ocean when you're fighting the lost center and then and now you're like up in the sky like with the dragons and you feel like you're so far away from all that stuff that happened like it mm-hmm. feels what feels like a millennia ago 
and and it's such a cool feeling finally being up there uh and and that's why i I love going back there every time i play the game yeah that's a good case for it it's a great one and it, it just it feels very different and just like you were saying you have the dragons flying around your location and in the area like it's really cool it's really really cool it is iconic for sure All right. Uh, once again, I've lost the order, but I, I suppose you go, Bob. I'm gonna go. Uh, my last location that I don't think anyone has, mm. uh, and I didn't expect to even like it this much. I forgot this area existed until you know. I forgot it existed from my first playthrough until I got to it this time, and I loved it. It is No Man's Wharf. I really like this level. Um, first off, you got pirates. You guys, they're they're pirates and Vikings and stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> it just it feels so different from the rest of the game. I think that's one of the main reasons I, I like it so much. Is that as soon as you stumble into it, because you go there from Hyde's Tower, and after you go through the little sewer section um, after that, and once you escape from that sewer, it's just this weird shanty town that they like carved into the side of this rock that has just super rickety docks and super rickety everything. Uh, like even the houses are barely holding together. So only some of them even have light. Some of them have people passed out at the table inside the building, which I love. Um, all the Viking and piratey enemies in there are super cool. Uh, and then it gets into some of my favorite parts. Just when you think this is like a pirate section and you start to clear them out with no issue. Then these freaky alien things show up. The Dark Lurkers. Yeah. And I love their design. I absolutely adore the the weird, creepy sounds that they make. Yeah, they're terrifying. They are so creepy, especially when you walk into a room and you see five of them. Yeah. Oh, it genuinely freaked me out. It's unsettling. It really is creepy. They are so good at setting the tone. Uh, And like, as soon as you have the torch on, like they they make this horrible screeching noise and back away and are are like absolutely scared to death of you, which makes you feel so much more powerful. But then as soon as they like, you know, aren't afraid of it for two seconds, like you're their plaything again. And I love those things so much to the and, and, and this goes back to my point with Hyde's Tower, where like in the environmental storytelling of it, like I was kind of wondering what these things were and why they're so freaky and alien looking in a land of all these pirates. But then the only other place and, and maybe I'm slightly off here, but I believe I'm correct. The only other place that you see it is in Drangolic Castle exactly where you were talking about before where the um uh the what's his face the guy who was always in the in the chair sorry his name escapes me right now the the head of the dark covenant oh uh, grandall yes grandall when that little nook 
the underground, like shattered out hole in the ground that you find him in, there's one of those dark lurkers in there. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I see it as like, oh, if you go into the Dark Covenant and then drop down into this phantom zone and don't come out, this is what happens to you. That's how I saw it at the very huh. least. Maybe maybe That's I'm cool totally take. off base. That's a cool um, take. But that was like the lore I had in my head, and it made these things so much more interesting and so cool. And then the fact that the level caps out with you literally summoning a ghost pirate ship that physically pulls itself and ports itself onto the level and you have to then get onto the ship and fight a super cool boss the uh uh what the the, the guy the double guy the the guy who's also uh, two flex, guys flexile sentry <laughs> flexile sentry exactly um it's it, it like it kept one-upping itself uh, every time i was like surprised and really enjoyed it and then i got to the the very next part of the level and i enjoyed it just even more and then i got to the next part of the level and i enjoyed it even more and then i got to the pirate ship and i enjoyed it even more and i got to the boss and i enjoyed it even more like it it paced itself Mm. absolutely perfectly it stands out from every other location in that game i don't think anything else looks quite like it and feels quite like it um and I, I absolutely love that part in the game. It's 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 up there. Like I'm looking at my list. It's maybe it's either one, two, or three. I, I don't know. Who cares what ranking it gets officially? But it's it's real high up there for me. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I I dug it a whole lot. Long I'm story short, so much pirates are cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it definitely has an atmosphere and presence to it. And like the conceit that it has as far as ringing a bell and getting the, the ship to dock. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I initially probably my first time through. This would have been on my least favorite areas. Oh, interesting. But my second time through like knowing its general path and the tricks it had up its sleeve. I think it's a lot of fun and you make a really, you made me really like when you'd kind of teased it earlier in a conversation we'd had, I was like, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. I really do like that area. It's not on my top five, but like there's a lot of cool stuff that's going on with it. I I think Um, it, the only, well, one of the things that kind of hurts it is that it is semi early in the game and you see a lot of very cool stuff after, you know, after this part. So it, it, I think it gets lost in the shuffle just a little bit, but like looking back on everything and kind of taking notes and, you know, playing it how I was playing it. uh, This one really stood out to me as like a exemplary kind of level. It's one of the only few locations that really, uh, much like what is it the gutter leans on the torch mm-hmm. uh, um, but i think it does it better than the gutter does yeah because it doesn't do it, it, it the gutter you need the torch literally to see which is mm-hmm. not as much fun as like i've outsmarted these creatures who would otherwise tear me limb from limb uh that is innately more satisfying uh oh it's great so and you good. first meet Gavlon there. I forgot my man. Of course. 
you, you, which I wanted to stab Gavilon so hard when I first met him. Cause I was like, ah, <laughs> he's just sitting there chugging his beer, but luckily I didn't. And I made my greatest friend ever. Gavilon rules. He does. But, uh, Adam known, no man's wharf hater. No, <laughs> just making up. Uh, no man's wharf got like infinitely better. Uh, not that I don't like going through it. I, I played through it with Squid, so I had a good time with it this time. But it got infinitely mm-hmm. better when I realized you could actually just shoot the bell with an arrow <laughs> from far away. <laughs> yeah, I, that's still shocking. That, that is a pretty good selling point of it. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Rooks, did I do my math right? Do you have yours? Sure. Your yeah, last I'll one. Next. Yeah. yeah, I do have one remaining. Uh, so I mentioned it earlier, I teased it briefly, but um, it is not my number one. It's probably my number two or number three. Shrine of Amana. Oh, right. Okay. I am yep, one of the yep, few yep. people that loves the Shrine of Amana. Um, part of that might have to do with the build that I played this round. Um, I had a caster, and so I was able to contend with... Um, the, all of the casters there uh, in kind and on similar footing. I mm. think that has some of the coolest lore uh, injected into it with everything tied with the singers um, and the Bilfinito and rescuing them and the, the, the concept of what are essentially these caretakers uh to the to the the dead and giving them a sense of solace in um what like so many so many of these chosen and dead or i guess bears of the curse coming to meet their their final fate and just being guided to this this um in keeping with kind of the grim's fairy tale beat um this magical fairyland uh of uh death singers that's a really cool conceit but i f- on paper it's it's super super cool 100% yeah i i get why people do not like it in uh exploring that area uh it did not give me the similar kind of hell and I, it, like you said uh, before, it is just an absolute desite, delight to look at. Like the it design is. of the the world is just so cool and otherworldly and calming at the same time. Like you have the singers uh, singing in the background as you explore some of these spots. The only part I don't like about it really is the that one bonfire you get about halfway to two thirds through where there are the giant mushroom dudes with the acid spray. Oh, that's right. Yep. And yep, yep. that you have to basically destroy three of them. Cause they're literally fully blocking that cavern path. <laughs> yes. Uh, that kind of sucks. But beyond that, like, I really, I know like, a lot of us were shocked to see demon of song play so high. I think that's a really cool and twisted boss fight. Like having this giant toad with a skull out of its mouth that it's, eats the, the dead. 
it's it's really freaky looking yeah it's it, it's unique yeah and i think that sells that whole grim fairy tale pitch um was a, a boss like this and it's it, it's fun for me to explore it and i i, I enjoy the concept of all these casters and clerics trying to protect this. Uh... Also, this is where you get the red iron twin blade, Adam. Aha. You're correct. I, I enjoy. The, like I, the lore really sells this place to me um, because having to wade through this, trap that Vendrick had set for his queen Nishandra that she could never bypass and that you need to progress in the the story to succeed where she can never succeed it's so cool and I think that that injects a lot of uh, my my fondness for it but it, it's bullshit for sure. There's so many <laughs> twists and turns that you take that are like just evil and the water pits. Um, but overall, I just love this area. I love looking at this area. I love wandering through it. It feels so magical and just dark. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't <coughs> argue with those points. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wait that's what we've been playing all along what what dark souls 2 yeah it's it's a rad location that's all i have to say on it but i get what i was playing mortal shell (laughs) next week (laughs) no I, i i like that pick um again i i had a lot of trouble with it but i can't deny a lot of those points it's 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 gorgeous and it's super cool lore wise and you get the king's stuff like it's the cool. king's soul is hidden there you it, can only access it after you've killed the king king Vendrick, and then become human which granted is super like how would you ever think of that but uh i i, I appreciate what they were going for yeah it's it's obfuscated for sure but at the same time it really plays into the whole design of what Vendrick was going for like it, it at the very least that conceit has a narrative tie oh yeah no it definitely does but it's also so one of those that, that like i think at least would only make sense after it's explained to you like i don't think you yeah, would put that yeah. together before you got there you know what i mean for uh, sure for sure once you're there you're like oh okay i see the strings and this does make sense but it's a little, you know, but hey, that's a, that's a different discussion. Uh, hey guys, yeah. we like and hate levels in Dark Souls too. You're not wrong. We did it. We did it. We explored the souls of Dark too. We got dark. We got soulsy all at the same time. The second time. The second time. So, this is our second game. Yeah. Aptly named Dark Souls 2. It's like they thought of it. Second game in the series. Very clever. Right. Very clever naming devices. But how I want to wrap this whole crazy thing up is linked 
with this question from King Prometheus. Uh, his Prometheus. comment is... To be clear, Prometheus. Prometheus. I always put in the eye. I always do. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, some people hold this one up as their favorite, and some people, uh, other people are so far on the other side of the spectrum, they actively dislike it. Not just as it's the worst Dark Souls, but it's a bad game. What do you think causes the polarization of this Dark Souls over the other two? Excellent question, well, and I want to lead this yeah. kind of into our, our final thoughts on the game here. Well, what I've noticed is that there are people who uh, appreciate uh, the unique and good aspects of Dark Souls 2, and there seems to be people that just aren't very smart. Um, <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> uh, no, I Adam totally get it. firing shots out there. I totally get it, like 100%. Um I do too. Like, especially, especially, and it, and it's definitely noticeable playing these games back to back to back as as we have been. Yeah. Um. And as I did, like all of last year. Um. I I played. I went. I've gone through all all the Souls games at least. I've played uh Dark Souls one through three, and Bloodborne each, uh three times through through uh in the last year mm-hmm. and a half. Um. So playing dark souls 2 this time i and actually using like adp as a stat and seeing that difference i'm like yeah this is totally this is totally bullshit this is it's a super dumb like ham-fisted like extra little like hey yeah you know here's a stat we can do uh by the way like uh uh we'll make sure that uh this also affects how fast you can drink assets or use items uh even though it's a brand new mechanic we don't really need to explain it to players i'm sure they will understand it that's what they like about dark souls right remember what people like about dark souls they like difficulty they don't like being told what to do and uh they like bosses uh so (laughs) i you know uh, and as much as i like dark souls too you can definitely feel like that kind of mindset is being shoved into the player uh as they as they play the game uh we've talked about on at length about uh the boss problems with this game uh too many reskinned uh gank fights they they wanted to throw a lot of gang fights in there a lot of times it feels like they're trying to recreate uh hornstein and smo uh i don't think mm-hmm. they did that successfully in this game uh or in any game since uh but that's one of the big problems with the boss fights in this game uh going back to the difficulty just in general uh it's a lot of uh a lot of enemies they threw at you. A lot of, uh, I don't know, artificial difficulty, I would say. Uh, increasing uh, quantity of of things as opposed to, uh, you know, designing difficulty, I guess. Uh, so it, it feels like there's a lot of in the game. Uh, and I, I'm really just going into what I feel like most of the complaints are that people have. And I think they're valid. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the fact is Absolutely. that they just don't upset me as much as as they do some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, I, totally. Yeah, it, it's how the game is, and I get used to it, and I play it as it is. Um, does it frustrate me? Yeah, there's still a lot about the game that I like. Um, that all of these that, games frustrate me. <laughs> yeah, things that aren't in the other or the other parts of the Soul series too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it I, has I, its I think... own unique frustrations. 
Yes. And I, I think that's what I, one of my biggest takeaways from uh, after playing them back to back and playing one for the first time, which I did, uh, and now playing two again for the second time, is that I think a lot of uh, From took some of the wrong lessons from the first one. Uh, just like Adam was saying, like people are like, oh, they love the bosses of one. Okay, let's put in way more, mm-hmm. even when they don't necessarily need to. And they were like, people like the difficulty of this. That's like, okay, well, let's make it way more difficult and throw a lot more enemies and, and more, you know, annoying cheese type enemies and, and make their hitbox even smaller. So they have to up it with their own stat. And it's like, I don't think that's what people liked about the first one. I think they, they liked the difficulty because it felt fair. Um, mm-hmm. And two in some places didn't quite feel fair. Um, and I, that's that's one of my biggest takeaways from two they they kind of focused on the wrong things and and yeah people's criticism of it is a little bit all over the place and i think some of those points are a little like unfounded like they i think they wanted a direct sequel to one and they didn't get that and that didn't help anything Mm -hmm. um and you know they did change up the stat system and i don't know I, i don't think it's necessarily worse i don't think it's necessarily better i respect them for changing it up entirely um they they made a lot of very bold decisions in this game some of which worked out fantastically like a majula like a lot of the boss design like a lot of the area designs um but i think some of it is not as good as they wanted it to be because they were focusing on some of the feedback maybe they shouldn't at least that's what i got out of it um but that's all to really say like i really like this game still um it's 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 excellent it's it, I, I think it might be last in my rankings of of dark souls games mm-hmm. at least for now but that doesn't mean it's a bad grade or a failing grade or or anything like that it's, i think it's still excellent um it's tough it's tough to figure out why it's so divisive I think there's I think there's a lot of reasons. I think people were expecting something. The fact that it's called Dark Souls 2. If this was just called like Night Darkest Night or something and it was just like its own series but it was totally disconnected, I think people would have given it more leniency because they're like, "Oh, the story doesn't have to connect because it's not Dark Souls 2." And uh yeah, the bosses are different and differently paced. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because it's not Dark Souls 2. I think I think it came with a lot of expectations and it lost a lot of points in people's minds because of that. Unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like Dark Souls 2 is suffers from the persistent mentality of sequelitis. Uh at least from the consumer perspective of I want to follow up to a game that I thought was incredible, but it needs to give me that same feeling again. That is impossible to deliver on. Um, I feel like it has one of my favorite settings in all of the Dark Souls trilogy. I think that it has an overabundance of many things, which, uh, which I've brought up before. Yeah. There are too many stats. 
And I agree. There are too many stats. There are too many bosses. Some areas have too many enemies. But this is still up there for one of, like, as far as the Dark Souls trilogy is concerned, it's damn near top. Uh, I really enjoy, I didn't utilize it much this time, but I enjoy the power stance system. I feel like the magic system with the hexes is much better and fleshed out and more fun. It encourages experimentation. I feel like the criticism for its numerous bosses that feel like soldiers or knights with a sword and shield or what have you are utter horseshit. (laughs) I feel like that is an unfair criticism given how many bosses in Dark Souls 1 were... uh, boring and these were more even footing fights i love and like and things that were praised in games down the line yeah specifically like in bloodborne uh not to say too much but a fight with the humanoid enemy in the dlc and some of the other hunters that you fight tough fights Iconic fights. People remember those fights, love those fights. Sekiro, similarly, had many bosses that had as much prominence as some of the bosses and uh, design conceits in this game. But Dark Souls 2 feels like a punching bag. And a lot of that comes down to Miyazaki didn't work on it, which is also not true. He had a lot of, he worked on this game a lot. He wasn't the lead designer or director or writer. He worked on this game as well. Yeah. And it, it, it had a, a next to impossible task of following yeah, one of the exactly. most critically like applauded games of, you know, the last generation. And right. the fact that it deviated from that, they, they found any reason to, to hate on it. I think, and, and just like you were saying, I think there are some criticisms that are perfectly fine yeah. to level against us. And we, about half this whole show is us telling yeah. why we hated it. Uh, but I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think just saying like too many nights, that's not it's, really fair. That No, that's that's nonsense. And I feel like every Dark Souls game has its own faults. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I still think a lot of what this game does, the risks it takes while they don't always land. Um, I really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate what this game is trying to do. I like the, but there's no reason they had to change the Estes system from one. There's absolutely no reason. And they did. They totally, yeah. they totally changed it just because Halloween, like, Halloween isn't great. I, I, I feel like that's an unnecessary uh, penalty yeah, but, but but i i see where they're coming from with it sure but inversely inversely i will i will offer this for our next month what does the ember do in dark souls 3 mm. gives you a little more health bar but not a whole lot it doesn't take a dying doesn't take away your health in the same way it does in dark souls 3 yeah 
the presentation is reversed and that has a lot to do with perspective and perception on how you engage with it but it's less punitive in dark souls 2 because it's small and incremental but you need to use an ember to regain a to gain health and so yeah my my that's that's my closing thoughts on it is it is an it is a fantastic game that gets beat up more than it deserves with while there are still valid criticisms it does not deserve the hate that it gets 100 percent agree uh and i am in infinitely psyched to play dark souls 3 next me we've too all, we've all started it to certain extents uh at this point and uh I really want to have this conversation after having all three in the books. That will be totally. so cool. Totally. I agree. I uh, I mean, I, I, f- I feel the same way about two. Like, I I get the issues people have with them, and I, I think that it's valid, but I think that most of the time when I hear them, I feel like it's people refusing to, to look past uh, changes, uh, which... Sometimes I think that they're for the better. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and life gems rule. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact is that it's it's Dark Souls Two is a different game. It didn't need to be uh, the same as one. But in this, in the same way, three uh, doesn't just like evolve off the previous games. It it directly decides to to change stuff. Um, oh yeah. But, three is actually probably a stronger suitor to be called Dark Souls Two because it's so much more of a direct sequel to one, but still changes things in a lot of different directions. Like two yeah. really does feel very standalone. Uh, yeah. It's the comparison that hurts it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I agree. But that's a conversation for next month. Hmm. Precisely. Well, gentlemen. This has been a lot, but an honor. Truly, Mr. Adam Walker and Mr. Rob Hudak. Thank you. Mr. Bob Yule. Thank oh. you. This has been amazing. And uh, I know what people are saying. It's not long enough. We get it. We'll we're trying it so three. hard. We're, yeah, we're, we're trying to, to make put it some so content long. in there. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we'll make something you know just we'll make it a little a little longer next time it'll be fine uh but until then we have our classic outro line that everyone loves keep diving no what was it <laughs> it was hollow Make sure to take your... Hollow at you later.
I can't believe that fucker gave Fume Knight a one. 